0: Hello and welcome to the 250, your weekly podcast Look at the Internet Movie Database's top 250 movies of all time. I'm Darren. I'm Andrew. And I'm Anya. And this week we're discussing City of God, which is currently ranked the 21st best movie of all time on the Internet Movie Database's list of the top 250 movies ever. And we asked Anya O'Connor, who discussed uh, The Secrets in Their Eyes, to join us to talk about this film. Hi Anya hi lads how's it going (laughs) (laughs) perfect uh when we sort of when we picked this this movie we thought it would kind of be fun to talk with you because when we talked about secrets in in their eyes um it was very much it was a film that you're very interested in very passionate about but also you discussed like you have an interest in south american sort of cinema in general
1: that's right i mean that was my my degree was in french and spanish and so i had to do um i had to do a dissertation and it was on south american literature and cinema
0: so this is very much sort of in that wheelhouse,
1: is it? Yeah, except it's in Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. but yeah, that that kind of thing. And, and, and it just, it sparked an interest many years ago and it's lasted.
0: Because this movie dates back to 2003 and it's kind of interesting because like this is, again, I'm not, I, again, on the podcast we talk about this, I'm not the most cultured like foreign film watcher out there. But this would have made like a this would have been a film I would have been aware of on its release, and that would have been before I started writing my film. I think it would have been in secondary school or moving into college at the time it came out. It was a huge deal. Um did you see it when it first came out? Or? I did,
1: yeah, yeah. Um and I mean there was a huge fuss over it. It was nominated I think for four Oscars. I don't know if it won any, but it was nominated and there was quite a bit of debate about whether it was, you know, Cinema Nova or was it had it gone too much into the American gangster generalised genre sort yeah. of thing.
0: Because it, it's very much, it's got a, it's been compared to the work of Scorsese and Tarantino, particularly in the way that it tells its stories. Because it's very, without getting too specific, it's very non-linear. It's very flighty, but it's very playful as well in a certain way. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is very sort of, it is very much been compared to sort of American style cinema. And it's interesting because I think we've talked about the foreign film Oscar a couple of times on the podcast. Because the foreign film Oscar is a very, very strange thing. This was actually nominated this was submitted for consideration to the Academy for best foreign film at the end of 2003 and it didn't make the shortlist. It was however then picked up by Miramax. Miramax gave it a wide release. In fact they were trying to they're pushing Cold Mountain I think the same award season which is the one starring Jude Law and Nicole Kidman. That yeah, failed again. And her own Killian Murphy. Yep. Yeah. And it failed to gain any awards traction. So apparently midway through the awards season, uh, Miramax Harvey Weinstein being the person that he is, decided that what he'd do is he'd take all the money and energy that he was investing in Cold Mountain. And suddenly start a Best Picture push for a film that had the previous year failed to get a Best Foreign Film nomination. Okay. Uh, to the point where the guy who directed it, Morales... He was actually working on The Constant Gardener at the same time, the the Ralph Fiennes one uh, starring Rachel oh, Weisz, which Rachel Weisz would win the Oscar for. He had to stop filming The Constant Gardener to come back and do the awards circuit for City of God because nobody had any idea what it was going to be. But it managed to, despite the fact it didn't get a Best Foreign Film nomination, it managed to pick up those four Oscar nominations the was following the year. The following year, was yeah. it? Okay, Including cool. cinematography and direction as well. Which is outstanding. It's, it's an absolutely amazing accomplishment that it took that long. It, something similar happened with Battle of Algiers, which we talked about in the 60s. Mm. It got nominated for mm. foreign film and then the following year got nominated for Best Picture. I don't believe Best we've director.
2: been doing the podcast that long. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, and then, uh, yeah. And there's also, we talked about like Intouchables as well, which was a film that was suggested for consideration in, I think, 2011. But sort of caused a lot of people to wonder, like, is the... Is the Foreign Film Award any good at all because it it doesn't recognize, it doesn't necessarily recognize good films in a way that the regular body does, but it's...
1: Yeah, why keep them apart?
0: That's it, exactly. Mm. And why keep them apart if you're going to end up with a strange cycle where films that are deemed ineligible for or not for consideration for the Foreign Film Oscar are suddenly Best Picture, Best Director, Best Cinematography nominees the following year? It's a very, very strange system. But this was huge. So, had you seen it before, Andrew?
2: I had. Um, I I had seen it with a, with with Nick back in around two thousand six or two thousand seven, I think. Yeah. So the the, the um, when it was on uh, DVD, um, uh, yeah, and and I I've been kind of blown away by it.
0: It is. Well, it's a it was a cultural phenomenon. I think in Brazil it prompted it spawned a TV show called City of Men, I believe, which ran for I think two or three years, four four, four series. Years. Yeah, and then that became a movie as well, which yeah. became like both a finale movie for City of Men and a sequel to City of God, which is kind of interesting as well when we talk about the cultural impact of it. But so, what did you make of it when you first saw it?
1: Well, I mean, it, it was an interesting of of it was like it was like a Scorsese thing in some respects, but in other ways, it was like nothing you'd ever seen. Um, but it does tell, I think, like I mean, it's it's a it's a very, you know, it's allegorical and factual mm. you know it manages to to do both things
0: it's based on a, on a true story to the point where like at the end without getting too spoiled they have actual pictures of the real people who inspired events That's and right, the real news uh, coverage as yeah, well yeah 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 which is almost taken out they of keep it. going after me <laughs> yeah like the literally verbatim quotes but it's actually it's based on a book that was written by paulo Um and he took eight years writing the book because apparently What happened, and and again, this is all just based on second-hand information I have with interviews with people who've worked on the production, like the director, uh, Morales, and stuff like that. Uh, But what happens is apparently, like, these favelas in Rio de Janeiro are, like, deemed as... They're almost overlooked or ignored in terms of Brazilian culture. They were up until the point the film was released. The point where they were almost like their separate ecosystems. Uh, Morales has compared it to like an apartheid within Brazil where people from the upper class don't even acknowledge the existence of these places, of these slums and the people who live in them. Um, and Well, I, I mean, th-
1: even the racial breakdown. Oh, yeah. Was obvious. Itself, yeah, yeah. You know, Towards the end, particularly with the newspaper, whenever you go into Rio and... Rio in the distance and Christ the yeah. Redeemer and all
0: that you know I mean it's obvious the division. Yeah that exists um, and because Paolo Linz he went in for eight years he went in to do a simple report and I think he sort of he engrossed himself he spent eight years sort of exploring the kind of etymology of the place the background the history like everything that had sort of developed around it and sort of began this sort of like anthropo- anthropological sort of survey of life as it existed among these communities in a way that was revealing.
2: Did he also work on Fast and Furious 5? <laughs> the other great... Special <laughs> consultant.
0: The other great neo-realist exploration of Rio de Janeiro. Of our yeah, fans. of their favelas. <laughs> yeah. Like. Or, or The Incredible Hulk. Oh, really? You, you don't remember The Incredible I, Hulk? I, I haven't seen that. Okay, The Incredible no. Hulk is... yeah. It, that was the Marvel movie from 2008 where they had a chase through the favelas. And it's actually... There's a soundtrack piece called Favela Chase... And It's very much you can tell that it's literally just somebody watched City of God and said those colorful buildings look nice. Yeah. Can we throw something CGI through? Do, them?
2: In 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 the soundtrack, do they have those? Um, I I want. I was watching this movie, wanting to know. What that instrument is that goes ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> like, like the you know the no what what are, what is the um, this, it, I, I suppose if anyone if anyone <laughs> kind of from from my bad impression can, can figure out what kind of um, it kind of it, uh, it it's this like you you know you know the um, the the. I, I, I don't know what that musical instrument is but you hear it like um, lots of times Time in the movie the yeah. yeah
0: I don't know what it is either you're asking uh, me wrong. Way. we yeah. should point out that Andrew is the only person in this podcast who's been in a band <laughs> 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 to give a sense of context here um, but yeah so this this is remarkable and I mean like this is a film that had a huge cultural impact both inside Brazil and outside Brazil as well the point where like it, it's been argued that like one of the reasons why the Brazilian government finally made a point to clean up um the favelas and the real-life City of God, because this wasn't filmed in the real-life City of God, it was filmed in another favela. favela. But they they cleaned it up uh, due to urban pacification units in 2008. But it was arguably as a result of, like, the fact that this was the international image of these communities after the film had been released. There's a famous story of The Simpsons, where The Simpsons went to Brazil in, like, a 2005 episode. And uh, they, they... they basically mocked the the poverty that existed and like the, the bright colors that they painted. Um, there's a joke where like they even painted the rats bright colors to make them look <laughs> cheerful as well, prompting the Brazilian government to file an official complaint with Fox um, <laughs> over the portrayal of the country in the media. But it's kind of interesting that a movie has this level of impact. But it's, it's not that hard to see why because it is huge. This is the second highest rated non English language film on the list behind Spirited it Away. It's the highest live action foreign film uh, on the list as well, which is remarkable. Like given, we've talked a bit on the They're list.
2: They're all foreign films.
0: As suppose to us, we are Irish. Yes, they are all foreign films. It is, everybody wins a foreign language Oscar. Um, but yeah, it, it's kind of interesting that City of God has that level of impact and has kind of lingered in, in the way that it has. Because it is something that even today, I think people like myself who wouldn't be massive foreign film fans will all have, like, have seen or, or absorbed well, you
2: like all of those um, Christopher Nolan foreign films. Um. No, thank you. And those yeah. Martin Scorsese foreign films. <laughs> foreign films. Yeah, those Steven those Spielberg foreign films. The Rock foreign
0: films. Yeah, yeah. That I'm a big foreign film fan, I guess is what yeah. you're saying. But you know what I mean? Non-American, yeah,
1: yeah. non-Hollywood cinema. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Um,
0: but yeah, so just before we jump into, we're going to talk about this in a bit more depth. We're going to talk about it with, with a lot of spoilers. But I guess there's really three questions to ask. Before we sort of jump into the spoilers, and before we talk about the word death, in case any of our listeners haven't had a chance to see this movie yet, and they're listening to the podcast, I want to get a sense of of whether it's worth their time. So, on it do you think that this movie belongs on a list of the top 250 movies ever made?
1: Uh, yes, I do. I do. I think it it's still very unique. Although you can say it's like Scorsese or it's like this, or I, it's still really unique in the way that it's told and what it says. And yes, I would put it on mine.
0: Cool. Okay. Well, that preempted that the was the next question. question. Sorry, jumping ahead. Um, and then finally, and right. I, I think we can presuppose that the answer to the third question from the previous two. But if there is somebody listening to this podcast who hasn't watched City of God yet, who hasn't sort of, who hasn't sat down and made time for it, would you recommend that they pause the podcast right here, go out watch it, and then join us in the this Boys Room to discuss it?
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I do. Cool.
0: And Andrew, how about yourself?
2: Um yeah I am um I suppose I'm not surprised that it that it's on the list and it's so high up um watching the movie um for the first time it made a a really big impact on me I was really impressed with it um I think it 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 probably didn't um it it it, it maybe didn't have quite the same impact uh, the second time but I suppose it can only do that once hmm. you know you like if, if you, you haven't seen anything quite like it watching like, it again watching it again you have seen something quite like it which because you've seen it before yeah, I think yeah. it does stand the test of time though. it does though like, yeah. it doesn't feel dated no 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 it's, it's
1: um, I mean the fact you know that it's set in the past anyway helps
2: yeah. I think so, and 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 the the um, as as Anya says, like some some of the kind of um, and as Darren said, like said so, uh, has said, um, some of the ways that they tell the stories and some of the uh, cinematography. I think it was uh, rightly kind of um, no, award nominated. Yeah, so yeah. Um, so yeah, I would I would I um, I I'd, I'd probably put it on my list, and and yes, I definitely recommend um, people uh, go away. And watch it if they haven't already, because they're in for a treat. What about yourself, Darren?
0: I would definitely put it on the two fifty. I think it definitely belongs there. It's a hugely influential film. It's fantastically well made. It's very energetic. It's also interesting, I think, in ways that we're probably going to talk about when we get into this war zone, about how, what it does and doesn't do relative to the the, the obvious stop point, talking point comparisons. So, you know, the Scorsese references, the Tarantino references and stuff like that. I'm not sure it will make my own personal 250, because I've seen a lot of movies. I like a lot of movies. Um, but it would definitely be in consideration to be something I would wholeheartedly recommend that people watch.
2: Yeah, and it reminded me a bit of, uh, for like, Sergio Leone, having, having just watched, like... Um... Part of the good, the bad and the ugly, the way it kind of like sets up its characters. How it almost kind of like will like um sort of fr- free freeze frame on them to show you like mm. uh, this 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 is goose, this is Lil Zay, this is it's this not is time me, for his story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah.
0: a repeated sort of conversational style. Um so it's not time to that's talk meant much. to be
1: sorry, Buscape okay. I think is meant to be rocket. He's meant to be the voice of, of the author. Mm. Isn't he like? I mean, they they, they felt that he that his nar- his narration was the voice of the bloke who wrote the book.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think it makes sense transitioning that from like because obviously in the film he's a photographer, um, and obviously in, you know he was a writer when he wrote the book. But um, it makes sense, I think, if you're telling the story in a visual way to have the photographer be the storyteller, yeah. which makes a great deal of sense, mm-hmm. and literally be the eyes through which we see this community, which is is kind of interesting as well. So I guess with that in mind, then we might segue neatly into the spoiler zone. Take it easy, guys. We'll see you there.
2: Story zone.
0: So, Anya. <laughs> Sorry, I like the dramatic pause. I'll just leave the dramatic pause lingering there. But what is City of God about for you? I hate that question.
3: It's
0: so <laughs> But it's also so open-ended. I
1: know. That's why I hate it. <laughs> I like the, do you like it? Yes, no questions. (laughs)
0: Yeah, the binary. Um, What's it about? Um.
1: City of God,
0: good, bad, good, let's go. Um, That's it, we're done for the week. Um.
1: All right, it opens in, it's told in three parts in three different decades. Uh, It opens in the 60s. It's all, it's vaguely hopeful and it's a potential heaven. City of God. And then it moves in, it it introduces us to... um, Crime as almost a fun need <laughs> and then it moves into the 70s, characters that we met have grown up, colours change, drugs become a thing, crime has a different function, it's purgatory and then it gets into the 80s and it's tell.
0: It is. It's. It's a very much like an allegorical sort of study. It does what crime films tend to do, which is to provide like a whole tapestry for exploring sort of culture and stuff. But I
1: don't feel it has a moral, which is
0: interesting actually. Yeah, because that's what when I suggested there, I was going to talk about the difference between it and say a Scorsese movie or it and say a Tarantino movie. Is I think that even Scorsese it's, and Tarantino movies, for all that they're, for all that, you know, when they were released, people tend to have like more panics over them and say these are nihilists or whatever. They tend to be relatively clear-cut in their antagonists and the protagonists. I think this is a lot bleaker in some ways. I think that this doesn't It's,
1: it's almost more slice of life, isn't yeah. it? You know, yeah. like it's kind of, well, this is the way it is and this is why it happened and this is how it happened. But it doesn't really say that anything's good or bad.
2: Well, it's from somebody kind of caught in the middle, mm. I suppose, So, oftentimes, like. But they're
1: all caught in the middle.
2: Like a Scorsese movie will kind of have it from the point of view of. An um, active participant. Yeah. Say from the cops or from the bad guys or both. Like, violence Um,
1: is a character in this. Yeah. It's not in a Scorsese movie.
0: I I wouldn't be entirely sure of that, but no? I'd say it's, I, I don't know. I, I tend to think of Scorsese movies I'm trying as being... to, like
1: I'm lumping them all together, yeah. which and I'm thinking. Of... <laughs> I think okay, like... maybe that was a bit of a generalization, <laughs> but
0: but I, I think like Scorsese movies tend to have like they have their relative, like even in Wolf of Wall Street, which is the one that people complain about most obviously being amoral or whatever, it very clearly has like a moral perspective when it comes to looking at jordan belford to the point where like the bit at the end jordan belford's cameo as himself uh is very much meant to be like this is pathetic and horrible and horrifying and why are we letting this happen what are you audience doing here whereas yeah, just because like,
1: you're not hit over the head with a moral yeah. doesn't mean it isn't there like i mean yeah. there's just the assumption that we can all make a moral decision ourselves but i think that this is interesting and that it really avoids it at every turn hmm it really avoids giving you anything that you could make a moral judgment on. Yeah,
2: yeah, because good, good people kind of. um uh, sh- <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they kind of su- su- suffer just as much, kind of like in this movie.
0: They suffer and they and they participate just as much. I mean, like we're now in the sports zone, so we can talk about stuff like Knockout Ned, for example, who is clearly yeah. he's introduced as a character. Violence
1: really, becomes yeah. an anesthetic. Yeah, you know, like it becomes it 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 it's a thing that that. That people, it's you know. I think the tagline for "You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't." Yeah, mm-hmm. if you run, they catch
0: you. If you stay, they kill you. Um, That's
1: right. There's some weird thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, about like a it, book. That the original thing in Portuguese is something about a book. think I can't remember, but it's something about some animal that if it it catches you. It'll oh, the beast! It. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah.
0: I think the, yeah, that that was the slogan. It's like the, the, if you run, the beast catches you. If you stay, the beast eats you. Yeah. Um, and like the film literalizes that because we, we talked a little bit before this on about how it's both literal and a- allegorical. And literal in the sense that it's a direct adaptation of historical events to the point where people like Little Z and uh, Knockout <laughs> Ned actually existed in real life, and you can compare the footage. But it also opens with this beautiful allegorical sequence in which you have a chicken that's tied up watching other chickens get filleted and eaten and like you know at, at certain you points you can watch
2: the chicken like kind of realizing horrifying. what's happening and, and you realize how stupid chickens is uh, <laughs> chi- chickens are but uh, even even at that this chicken realizes like so in ginny. its reptilian brain that something is not quite right <laughs> needs to get out of there yeah and I, he, lo- and- I love how they follow that chicken as well like they have the whole kind of like um, sequence it's, it's like speaking to the chicken like before the scene yeah <laughs> just, just getting kind of like all oh, right what you need to do here is like, you want to gonna make some strong
0: choices yeah. I'm not
1: mistaken the chicken's the only thing that survives <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's uh, very true yeah, actually exactly. it's <laughs> like a big kind of huge
2: um shootout at the uh, at the end of the movie that's set up at the beginning yeah and you yeah, know the chicken I guess is, is the, the one the that goes one. on <laughs> skate yeah. uh, the
3: I chicken love. and the photographer
0: yeah, lucky motherfucker. But no, because it, it literally is like Rocket is meant to be. <laughs> Did you take these photos? <laughs> 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 like
2: good job Wait, you're not a chicken are you? <laughs> <laughs> we
0: really want to eat some chicken because like um, it, it's, it's not even like it, cause that's literally it. you end with the chicken running and landing in front of Rocket in case you don't get the metaphor that the film is making here you have Rocket almost like trying to cast the chicken while his voiceover ruminates that he can't run because if he runs they'll catch him um, as if to draw the spiritual connection between him and the animal and
2: they do that bullet time there that was really like had, <laughs> Although, had, a, had a had a time kind of in the noughties where, where everyone where, where that done. was being used a lot, like after kind of like the Matrix, the Matrix, and I think like they they use it as well in a lot of kind of um, yeah, and in like video games. I think like Max Payne oh, used it yes, tons, sort of thing, right? and they uh, had it in sports as well, where okay. like the NFL would have uh, would would How does would, that work would use sport? those bullet okay. time cameras. Well, they would have cameras kind of um, all all over at different angles, and then they would have like a. Because uh, how you a, do it is
0: you whip through the the cameras, right? You take one frame from each of yeah. yeah.
2: So 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 they'd have sorry. The, this is the bullet time breakdown of bullet time. <laughs> uh, they'd have the quarterback kind of like just kind of pitching to shoot, and then it would kind of like uh, fr- freeze and kind of like. Uh, tilt around to the catcher, and then like okay. like, and and you don't just you don't really see much, much bullet time these days. No, Um but, but yeah, it, it for in 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 the in 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 the nadis it was it was it was it was a big thing.
1: It was, but I mean, and then again, that's maybe very thanks much... to City of God. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: as well. Yeah, right. yeah.
0: Well, I mean, City of God is phenomenally well directed. It's wonderfully well constructed, just visually in terms of its storytelling and stuff like that. And I mean. It, we'll probably talk a little bit about the structure of it but the way that it's told like the the stock comparisons we mentioned is to like scorsese because it's a crime film that's like hip and playful and happening and very engaged with pop culture and tarantino because it's told in also a narrative way yeah also very dark very cynical and stuff like that but the the direction well, in-
2: i don't know how, i i actually don't know how cynical it is i think it's kind of um it's it's based around i think a lot of the um the kind of violence comes from well, f- f- first there's kind of like um, cops and robbers yeah. at the beginning, where where like a, 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 you have the boys doing yeah. the hold-ups and getting trained?
0: But they're by getting the the yeah. Kind of- I mean
1: that was their choice as well. You know, you I don't want to become ai don't want to become a thug and I don't want to become a cop. Like they were the choices, yeah. but there really wasn't really much of a choice between them. That was very clear from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I but think- it was either with a uniform or without. But
2: I think the thing was that they morality, were getting...
1: again. There was no moral to it.
2: I think they were getting away with it, though. Until the... Um, motel robbery. Until the motel robbery. Where li- li- little Zay... And you see... It's like you have a sense of it when when, when you have... Well, like that- little uh, uh He starts out as little dice. Yeah. And you have a sense of... There's something about this kid. <laughs>
0: um, and... And then you see that scene where um Well first first of all you get the sense like there's a Again, the direction writing of this is very good because you get a sense of the not quite rightness where the movie follows the uh, what do they call the trio, the taffet, tender, to the T- tender, tender trio, the tender trio. It follows them through their you know, and so they basically rob a motel at the suggestion of Little Dies. Something went horribly wrong there, and everybody ended up dead, even though the the trio claim they had nothing to do with this. Well, what about um, so
2: Goose um gets shot by Shaggy, Little Dies? Yeah. No, uh, Shaggy, shot, no, Shaggy gets shot, shot by, by the, the cops. Cop. And it, it, um, that's another example. Himself and Benny are both kind of like characters who try to kind of get away yeah. um, from everything and, and, and are able to do so. Well, that's so you, the you tricky metaphor. Yeah, yeah. so you can't escape. Like they'll, they'll, like, uh, repeatedly uh, throughout the film,
0: you have characters trying to get out of it. But what
2: there. about the third member of the little trio who went to the church?
0: That's a fair point. Actually, I
2: think he like, like yeah, I was thinking that they were going to kind of follow up on it because he 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 says like kind of that was the end of the the tender trio yeah, yeah. and here's what happened to the three of them and then kind of tells the story yeah, of how the choked. two of them were murdered and then um, just sort of
0: limps off into the sunset almost.
2: I guess, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I hadn't thought about it. where did he go. He just stayed. Yeah.
2: just
0: vanished. Yeah,
2: it's... well,
1: he was at Benny's party.
2: Ah, ah okay.
1: Weren't the religious?
0: There were religious people. But I don't know it was necessarily him. him, I do like like Benny's party as like the whole the biggest get together in like in the city of God. But that's interesting because it does because I was thinking of that while I was watching it because it very much repeatedly emphasizes that there's literally no escape from the slum for most people except for uh, the gentleman with the limp, but obviously I think for Rocket as well. Rocket as well, who gets out as a photographer as well. Oh, but even then, because yeah. he's the
2: one who's able to tell the story.
0: Well, he's the one who's able to go back in. Yeah. The thing? like he becomes, and we'll probably talk a little bit about class later on in terms of how what the relationship is with people in like the office that he you know in the in the newspaper and stuff like that.
2: And I think it's interesting as well that the reason he never um, becomes part of this is because he's too afraid to be part of it. It's not because um,
0: he makes a moral choice. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's it, it's like oh, I, I wouldn't do that. I'd be afraid. Um, I, I don't want to get shot by the yeah, cops. From, yeah, from
0: from a child, he says he doesn't want to get shot. Yeah. yeah, I do quite like. And again, like this is a movie where there are so many bits. In fact, like the sequences are actually individually headed. Um, so you can actually talk about like individual bits, like the apartment, the story of the apartment, or something like that. But I do like the um, what's the it's, the flirtation with the crime? The flirtation with crime, which is a sequence where Rocket. Decides to commit a crime, <laughs> yeah. and then the sequence just follows him. Yeah. And that kid, he's too nice. Yeah. And <laughs> she's too cute. Yeah. This person couldn't possibly be cool because cool. so he's guess, from Sao Paulo. So I guess he's having a rough
2: night. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy is like, "Hey guys, do you like music? Do you like joints?" Yeah. <laughs> and he's yeah, like, yeah. "Oh, this guy is like, two things we like." And then, it was brilliant because it was there, there, talk- and it, they were talking about like. um Um, he was talking about how he wasn't good with girls. And it shows him he's smoking a joint and he's smoking the number that she yeah, had the written number, on yeah. a piece of paper. Yeah, I
0: looked over at Andrew and he just looked really disappointed in that sequence. <laughs> like, Rocket, what are you doing?
2: I was nearly as disappointed as I was when they let the chicken get away. Because yeah. I knew okay. that little Zay's kind of motivation was that he doesn't want food to be wasted. That's clearly exactly yeah. what
0: little Zay's motivation so was. was like, mm. get,
2: yeah, get that chicken. But Otherwise, it was that lack of moral. Darren, so Darren you know, took a different. He
1: difference. didn't choose not to be he just was crap at crime yeah. He, yeah. it wasn't like you know a moral thing I reject crime was like, well, I'm just not very good at I, this I, I must find some other way out I kinda... Darren
2: you, you had a different take on uh, why Lise wanted that chicken you yeah. were like hey that chicken <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: A kule and pule, eh? <laughs> but yeah, uh, I misread one of the subtitles early on, and Andrew never let me forget it. Um, but yeah, so... Um, but I mean, like, it is... I do love that sequence where it's sort of... It does instill the idea that, like, it's not a conscious moral choice in Rocket's part not to commit crime. It's just that he either doesn't have the willpower, the courage, or the knack for it. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting because it reminds me of, like... Um, and we talked a bit about American Animals on this before. Have you seen American Animals on I haven't seen it. But there's like this thing I that know. runs through it mm-hmm. where yeah. it's about these middle class American boys who commit a crime because literally nothing manifests to stop them from doing it. Yeah. And I kind of like... White frittate... boy
1: privilege kind of. Yeah. Like like... Like... Well, we've seen films. Like, of course we know how to do
0: crime. Yeah. We'll <laughs> just coast through. But also like there's a point where one of the characters like, I was just waiting for something to come up and stopped it. And it never happened. Nothing literally manifested itself to stop us from committing this crime. And I like Flirtation with the Light.
1: of That was Barry Gagan's character, wasn't yeah. it? Like he would wanted to do something interesting. Yeah. But he just kept thinking, surely something will stop this <laughs> yeah. ridiculous
0: plan. Yeah. And, and nothing did because there are a bunch of white guys from the middle class. And no, nothing's going to stop them from doing what they've decided they want to do. But I quite like that Like Flirtation with the Life of Crime almost plays at the inverse of that. Where it's like Rocket... Even when he's trying to commit a crime, has already <laughs> yeah. settled on the idea he's not really a criminal and just needs the smallest little push to make to justify not being a criminal. It's like, well, we could rob this guy, or we could smoke joints. Uh, we could uh, rob this chemist, or we could flirt with the, the you know the waitress and possibly have some nice food. We could rob this guy in the car, or we could listen to music and get high. What
1: was his friend's name? Who he was with? Who, who he didn't commit the crimes with?
0: Oh yes, yeah. Because they were friend? like an
1: interesting parallel with Little Zay and, 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 and Benny. Benny. Yeah, you know, it was the same. They were the same. St-
2: it was his friend who wanted to be a lifeguard. Yeah, yeah. I suppose we didn't get really any uh, payoff with that either. Yeah, um, there was a few kind of, um, I guess, dangling threads with that kind of characters that we um, spend some time with that we don't really kind of get any big get any pay off. yeah payoff pay with. There were, there maybe
1: were, you had to watch the series
2: i suppose yeah because <laughs> yeah there, there was rocket's friend we don't really get to see like does he that moment um, at the, I love does he become have, a lifeguard in, the, in right. the
0: american version there'd be like little <laughs> you know little subtitles over pictures of him being a lifeguard he's still working as a lifeguard to this <laughs> yeah, day yeah
2: yeah. and like um angelica there's no real following of her she sort of disappears in yeah the narrative af, well.
1: after the she went
0: murder <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, yes. Um, Alice Braga, probably the breakout, one of the two breakout stars in this film, I would argue. She's famously one of the. We'll talk a little bit about how the film was cast and how it was directed in terms of actors. But it was. They famously hired mostly kids from the slums to star in this with little professional experience. In fact, um, there was. There were basically, there was a co credited director on this. I think um, the
2: kids were fantastic in this.
0: Yeah. The woman, yeah. Katia Lund. Katia. Katia Lund. Yeah. So um, Fernando Morales is credited as director. Katia Lund is credited as co-director. And what they decided they would do to make this film and to make it authentic is they would go out into the slums and they'd set up acting workshops. Um, and they'd recruit kids. And they wouldn't tell them that they were going to do this for a film. They'd just have them come in and do acting workshops for one hour a week for about three months. And in fact, uh, Lund had basically worked on a documentary about uh, drug dealers called news from a private war so she had a bit of experience in this and she was largely responsible for cultivating like these young talents and bring them in and sort of like teaching them to act and perform and getting them to to, to open up now and,
2: how did it start like you start out as a runner that's it exactly yeah. <laughs> <You> <laughs> then, eventually. like any
0: other career becoming a lead actor <laughs> in a brazilian crime <laughs> drama you start at the bottom and work your way up but like um, the very few of the cast had any any actual professional experience, and it's actually kind it's of It's
2: incredible because the 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 like performances and even like within scenes, like that scene where um, Steak and Fries has to um, shoot one of the, the children, t- yeah, it, it's like really horrifying. But you have these two children actors, and they're amazing. Yeah, they're so good. There was an interview
1: with one of them done about ten years after the film was made, and he said he was actually just terrified. Oh, I say that they so. Had that they had sort of uh, encouraged that during mm. filming, that they had encouraged them to
0: to remain terrified of the actor. Mm. Oh yeah, no, I mean like um, the actors weren't given scripts; they'd literally be told, "This is what's happening in the scene, and you guys improvise around it," uh, which is kind of terrifying. But uh, like they, there was a lot of stuff around. You mentioned the tenth anniversary there, and like going back and sort of exploring it. Um, there was a BBC interview um, that was our BBC feature that was run um, basically uh, I know it's extraordinary
1: the idea like 10 years after City of God like I mean it shows you the impact that it had like I mean I don't remember anyone doing 10 years after my left foot
0: Mm. yeah
1: you know like, I mean, it's extraordinary that it was worthy of a 10-year-later discussion.
0: And, and particularly from, like, not, not even just in Brazil, where obviously you have yeah, to be yeah. men, you know, and the film and the TV show, but, like, in America and in England, where yeah. you have the BBC commissioning documentaries on it. Like, they're talking about how they went and they tracked down many of the actors, like, 10 years after the fact. Very few of them were still actually acting. Uh, many had just gone back to sort of life in the slum and sort of been accepted. And so, that, like the guy who plays Little Z, he doesn't really act anymore that much. He's sort of involved in the community and sort of community rights and community activism. But like some of the cast have actually gone missing um, in That's that right. time. And I'm going to apologize. I may ask uh, Anya to pronounce the name. It's there. Portuguese. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> sorry.
1: What am I pronouncing? Uh,
0: this gentleman here.
1: Oh. Uh, uh, Chefander Suplino.
0: Okay. So Chefander Suplino, who played Clipper. Um, couldn't actually be tracked down for the tenth anniversary. Yeah, his mother's adamant that he's alive. That he actually still, yeah, that he's still alive. Which is, but they
2: don't think. And Clipper definitely. is the person that we don't see any more of in the movie either, is it?
1: Who was Clipper?
2: Clipper what? was the third of the um, of he's the a a, trio, along with Shaggy and, and Scooby.
0: thank, thank <laughs> um, Yes, along with Shaggy and uh, Goose. Shaggy and Goose. He's the one who got God. Yeah. Yes. yes. Uh, in the city of God. In the city of God, yes. But yeah, like it's, it's fascinating. But um, Alice Braga was one of two professional performers in there, um, and she. The actually... other guy was your man who played Carrot, was it? No, no, I think it was Sue George himself, wasn't he? He was well, he was a musician at least beforehand.
1: Oh, I thought your man who oh, played man. Carrot. I could be wrong no, about this, but right. I, th- I thought that he was in a TV series at the time, and he had already been cast, and then his sort of star rose, and he got quite oh. well known. And, and he had to beg the director to keep the role because...
0: Oh, they wanted more naturalism. Yeah, so yeah. No, he's and he's stuck. going, I promise, I promise my stardom won't get in the way. <laughs> You're too famous for this. Yeah, I like this. Just going back to his trailer between takes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't, this isn't Evie on water. Um, and also Sue George as well was a musician, popular musician yeah. at the time. And he went on directly after this, I think, to do The Life Aquatic with um, Wes Anderson as well.
2: Oh 30, yeah, he was singing
0: the um, Portuguese version it. of "David Bowie," yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is is pretty cool as well. But Braga credits this movie, and it's ironic given that she actually has a relatively small part in it. Mm, in that, like, well, we, there are
1: no women really. Yeah, no. I mean, it's a
0: boy film. Yeah. 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 And we kind of we point that's, out that she disappears after the death of of Benny as well. But um,
2: she, I guess, something it has in common with those kind of Scorsese, Scorsese movies Tarantino and Leone movies and Tarantino movies yeah. is that they're well, and I, I 250 guess fifty movies. Tarantino, um, I guess, has made uh, movies that aren't um, just kind of like men's movies, where where he'll put women in kind of like important roles. Well, Kill roles. Bill, for example, Kill Bill, even Jackie even, Brown, um, yep, The Hateful Eight, even for example, the role yeah. for Jason Lee, and um, Inglorious Bastards as well, yeah, yeah,
0: with Shoshana, yeah, played by Marion, uh, Laurent, isn't it? Melanie, right? Melanie,
2: right? Yeah, Rund, yeah. Melanie Loro.
0: Okay. Yeah, I don't no, know. Right, I, right. I, I, we this we this can say I, it however we this want. This is why I asked I think how it's, you more, it's more. <laughs> yeah. I was not up there, so I, I think, think it. it's
2: more ridiculous sometimes to really kind of step <laughs> on it and say like Loro. Lo. That's how
1: they say it,
0: right? I know,
1: but if they were saying a name in English, they would. They like. I mean, they wouldn't bother trying to. You know,
0: they would just pronounce it as they wanted. Um, but again, it, it does sound classier, though. I think, I think mispronouncing mm. something in a French accent inherently makes it sound cla- or a Portuguese accent, makes it sound much classier than mispronouncing it in an Irish-American or English <laughs> accent. Um, but Braga sort of credits this movie with sort of launching her star, and not because of the size of her role. She's talked about how, like, she feels the biggest break that she got from the film was being on the poster and the cover of the DVD because of that scene where she kisses. Sitting on the beach. That's it, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her argument is, because she appeared in Predators, for example. She's currently starring in Queen of the South, which is an American TV show, I think, about drug runners. Okay. Um, And she credits all of that down to the fact that, not that the role was particularly good, although she's very proud of the work she did, but to the fact that she was lucky enough to be the one member of the cast featured prominently on the poster. Which mm. is her it's back, yeah, and and her lips kissing his cheek. Oh yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a great back, but yes. uh, a very distinctive back. Apparently, <laughs> it's, also, it,
2: it's also helpful that lots of characters tell her how beautiful she is. So if there's a, like um, people trying to cast your movies, it's like, when we put a beautiful woman in this. <laughs> what do we got?
0: Well, there's this character. I mean, they're always saying she's beautiful in the film that we're talking about.
2: Yeah, oh, like of course she is.
0: But um, everyone wants her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's, it's kind of She's
2: like, like a trophy. Yeah, yeah R- R- Rocket's sort of uh, reaction is like, oh damn, mm. but he is really cool. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, it's like Lil <laughs> but Zay is more... at least it more, was Benny. Yeah, 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 Lil Zay is more upset And he's it. not
0: necessarily upset because of her, Zay he's Is Lil Zay meant to be gay? It. Yeah. That's, that's what I was wondering you... about. Like, I mean, was that... Or is he just completely asexual and sort of a stunted child? Because well, I mean, he's a like, rapist. He is, he is a rapist. But I mean there's an but argument about right, is, is, is rape about sex or is it about power or asserting. Like he only feels that way after Benny hooks up. And I don't think it's because he's jealous of like um, of Alice Braga's character. I think it's, I think he feels alienated. That's it exactly. He feels yeah. like he's been left behind. Or and, bested. And,
2: and, yeah. yeah. And that he's not kind of like um, attractive. And he starts feeling like less of himself because he's supposed to be like this boss And he would expect that that kind of status would bring some kind of like sex appeal
0: that he just doesn't um, um, uh, have. Because it it is interesting because I mean you have Rocket talking repeatedly in his voiceover about like losing his virginity and stuff like that. And you have Zay who it almost seems like it's an afterthought and then he fixates on it and then... Horrible things result from like
2: yeah because he's been told that like if he wears this amulet and doesn't fornicate mm. that like he'll be he'll he'll he'll, he'll be protected.
0: Reign,
1: yeah. I yeah. thought he just had to not wear it while he was fornicating. Ah, I didn't hence realize. The, yeah,
0: hence the close-ups on it during the, the yeah. scene.
2: Yeah, because in in the yeah in the rape like, scene we see the amulet, don't yeah. we? Yeah,
0: I do. I do like the idea that it was it was a misunderstanding between like the the sort of like the spiritual priest and it Zay that led to this whole situation like oh i could take it off and fornicate that, yeah that would probably help a great deal with my stress issues i feel <laughs> but uh, you yeah, know because it, it, it is it's very much a strong part like, as like most crime movies it's very much about masculinity like it's very focused on the idea of what makes a man i think as well because mm. you even have that bit with shaggy early on where he sort of he hooks up with um the the woman in the in the favelas and almost runs off to start a life with her and then gets brutally gunned down by the police officers as well yeah and you have this sort of thing and you have this sort of like Benny wanting to leave once he hooks up with uh, Angelica I think her name is uh, because he wants to again in the city of God
2: Angelica, oh, all we want for all the characters in this movie in is to go off. ...have a farm and smoke pot and grow chickens. Yeah, (laughs) Um, Seems entirely reasonable. Yeah, yeah. That's like everybody's kind of... um, End goal. goal Apart from to become a lifeguard, a photographer... (laughs) ...or to go to the country and smoke pot. Or to take over the whole... uh, Um, ...to kill Carrot.
0: (laughs) 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 That's one very particular character sort of thing. I feel like you could shimmy the others around. I feel like Benny would be happy to be a lifeguard... I feel like, you know, Rocket's friend would probably be happy to go live on a farm and smoke pot. <laughs> uh, but I feel like killing Carrot is a very specific character, yeah. like, objective for one particular character. <laughs> so uh, and Carrot lives. Yeah. yeah carrot
2: and the chicken. <laughs> it's weird because there's this kind of, um, there's this period of of. of, of well, peace. that's how you
0: survive in this era of, like... You know, carnivorous creatures is just have yourself named after a vegetable. Everybody's so busy chasing chickens, nobody's going to eat carrot. Well, the, the,
2: like, like there, there, there's a time there where everything's fine, and the runs ruin it. <laughs> the r- r- runs are the real kind of um, <laughs> uh, 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 problem starters of 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 this movie because they're 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 the ones who who kind of like reignite the 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 friction. I mean, little Zay was always going to want to have the whole cake. Yeah. And it's left it um, that Carrot has like his his own operation just because Benny is friends with Carrot. Hmm. Um, it's like you killed the coolest hood <laughs> in, in, <laughs> in in Rio de Janeiro, Janeiro in the city of God. Right? yeah, yeah. Um, it's like what have you
0: done? Yeah. Now the cool factor for the entire neighborhood's gone down. But just to talk a little bit about the runs because the runs I love are how
2: they, how they talk about how people are cool all the time in this movie. <laughs> it's like yeah. what a cool guy. Well, I love that guy he's really cool well, this is, that this, guy was cool
0: this is the thing and it's kind of interesting again to get back to like the stock and I feel bad that we're talking about this always in relation to like Tarantino and Scorsese and stuff like that but in terms of that discussion of the comparison and like with a lot of crime movies, you get a discussion of like the the glamorization or the glorification of crime, and like the interest in like don't do this cool thing that's totally cool done by these cool people. Aspect of like crime that always comes up when a popular crime movie is in contention for awards. You always get those people who are like, well, this is clearly glamorizing this thing. Well,
2: they what- they, they, they do have the. Um, it's like one one <laughs> one part of um, the uh, operation is that when when you get it from the distributors, you need to bag it that's really boring. <laughs> the point of saying is like that's a boring job. Yeah. That's then like, you get to be a soldier, a dealer, yeah. yeah.
1: Um but Well what- I mean the whole thing with Cinema Novo was is and Mire- Mirelles was was part of that and that's where the debate came up, you know, but, but was it to use violence not to glorify it but as a symbol for the awfulness of of life. So it was about people's the, just the the day-to-day violence of poverty. And that's, that was the thing. And, and the debate that happened at the time in Brazil was, had he sort of breached the terms of Cinema Nova and gone for the Americanized gangster kind of thing? Hmm. That was the thing. Like,
0: Had it gone sort of too much into that sort of like glorification? Yeah,
1: right? yeah. Had it strayed from the symbolism of violence and violence as a fact of awful life to into... Rebelling
0: it. Rebelling it almost.
1: Yeah, and into glamorizing it, Yeah.
0: One of the things I find interesting on that, and it's probably what I think differentiates it from like the Tarantino and Scorsese movies for me, is that um, it, it basically, even the most glamorous and coolest of hoods in City of God still don't rank compared to the coolest and hippest and richest gangsters that you see in american films there's a great yeah. scene where little zay is on his 18th birthday it's like he's he's looking around he's saying who's the biggest cat here and they're like well blacky has some really nice jewelry yeah and it's like that's it you you don't have like a swish apartment you don't have like you're not dating models a gold necklace yeah and yeah. a gold watch mm. and it's like this is the level of aspiration that we're at and it's like i feel like there's something interesting in like it doesn't glamorize crime to an extent because the most glamorous thing about these guys is that they can afford tacky gold necklaces and watches. Yeah, there's no the cars, cars there's no nothing. flash clothes. Yeah,
1: everyone still looks sweaty. Like there's and no aircon, yeah. there's no and nice houses. No wait, one leaves the neighborhood. They stay yeah. in the yeah. favela. Yeah, yeah. they and don't wait. move. They don't. It's not about upscaling. It's not about yeah. anything. It's just about power. Yeah,
2: yeah. Because like, what would it mean for them to leave the favela and have success? It uh, like it would mean it would Nothing. mean much less. Yeah. Like be be, be 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 because their world is this favela, and like they they, they to to climb to the top of that, it's like everybody yeah. uh, can. Well, I think that's how it
1: sticks to the cinema novo thing. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it doesn't take them out of that world; it yeah. stays in that world.
0: And I mean, it's kind of interesting because if you look at, say, comparable American gangster films, what typically happens is the gangster starts buying nice suits, living in nice houses, hanging out with you know yeah. nicer pe- or, they or people. They always change. It's it's yeah.
1: a it's a way. It's a there's a trajectory. Yeah. and it's to become respectable, sort of, or yeah. to have the trappings yeah. of respectability. They Whereas got- in this, it's very clearly the divide is really clear. It remains at all times right up until the end and they don't try to change it either yeah. i
0: mean there's one of the great scenes where benny who is like another character who really wants to get out it's very clear even before he hooks up with Angela he's the w, only he one eat,
1: who wants to buy the posh clothes that's it and he gets
0: laughed at for it like it, it's presented as something it's not as something cool or hip like buying the like the bit at the start of is it wolf of wall street where he's like no 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 the car was white like don johnson's yeah. miami vice like that's presented as something that makes Belford seem almost like cool in how materialist he is. Whereas Benny's presented as very pathetic. He chases after, is it uh, Tega, you friends? Yeah, Tiago? Yeah, Tiago. 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 Uh, Tiago. He chases after Tiago on the bike in a way that's like, oh, coy, flirty, let's race because we're friends now. Also, could you go to a fancy shop that I apparently can't go to myself, despite the fact I have all of this money, and buy me something nice? I don't know what clothes cost here. Just take a bundle of cash um what what's your size i don't know you know and and basically
2: it's like really rare rich people how kind of like out of touch they are with like um how things cost but it's funny because they're rich in the way that they have tons of cash that they eventually just spend on loads of guns but they're not like rich as we say kind of in their lifestyle they are comparatively so but it takes very little to impress upon the people of the favela that they've made it. Yeah. All they need is like a watch, like yeah. or, the, a the, or a or, necklace, or yeah,
0: or one car. Yeah, um, and it's a an, you know it's probably a nice car, relatively speaking, but it's not like a sports car. Doesn't a Ferrari, look that a Maserati, from yeah,
2: the the car at the beginning yeah. in in the that that like won't start that they have to push. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: Mm. But I mean, there's there's very much a sense that like and and it's. It's not that they want to get out. It's not like any of these. Like, Benny, for wanting to get out, is turned into a mockery. It's turned into a joke. And, like, there's a weird sense that part of what Z finds so offensive is that Benny would want to leave in the first place because he can't comprehend why Absolutely. his best friend it's, would. Yeah. It's a rejection.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's saying that someone's saying, this world isn't good enough for me. Yeah. And he's king of this world and your man wants out of it. Like, how dare he? Yeah. So, you know, that's his anger.
2: And uh, yeah um there is there 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 is that sense as well that uh, um that we spoke of 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 little zay not really understanding um uh, sex or <laughs> <Yeah>. intimacy <laughs> yeah. or because yeah, he because just... he's just he he's saying to 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 benny it's like you're gonna you're gonna leave like you're gonna go away with that and he's like that that's my that's my girl um say what are you talking about um but he doesn't, like, comprehend that.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, he's a total psychopath.
2: Completely. Oh, yeah. Like, we see that when he's a child. A child. Yeah. English like, English. the... the, the, <laughs> the, the <laughs> <he's a monster laughs> child actor, yeah. like, he he's, like, the first the time glee. he kills somebody, he's like, yes! <laughs> yeah.
1: This
0: is amazing! But I, I love that, like, Dice, little Dice, um, basically, like, he becomes a serial killer because he gets... Board working as a stakeout and this is kind of what well, i think he's cross he's <laughs> yeah.
1: annoyed like i mean it was his idea they left him as lookout and he was going well i'm not having that yeah so they murders. went in and they did it rubbish so i'm going to win and kill everyone <laughs> yeah
2: i reckon I, I i i wonder if there are a lot of kids actually <laughs> who, who also would be the people of that.
1: that he killed it was a brothel yeah. yeah so that's more of that sex thing that he oh, you yes. know right. you, think it, you know i mean the people he went in and killed where people having sex
0: okay. and it, I mean it probably also like you got to keep in mind that when you see the, the tender trio in there a lot of them are sort of fascinated by yeah, what they're like seeing Goose and- especially <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. Like, I think
2: Shaggy what? is kind of like give us the money and Goose is like what's this
0: yeah what are you guys doing he yeah. just found a more interesting scenario <laughs> the other's yeah. straight up uh, whereas on the other hand Z just wanders into this room I mean cannot compute p- <laughs> <laughs> just like bang Red bang okay um, this, this I understand this is much better yeah. Um because I, I like one of the things that, that's kind of interesting about this and it ties back into the runs cuz Z in some way like prefigures the runs cuz I really love the scene where before Z catches the runs you have them talking about how they don't want to do, like, the groundwork for working in, like, an organised crime gang. Because you have Rocket outlining that, you know, first of all, you're a delivery boy. Yeah. Then you do the bagging. Then you do the dealing. Then you do the lookout. Then you do the soldiering. Then you're a manager. And that's the way you do it. And it's presented, like, it's mirrored in the way that he works, like, in the media empire as well, where he's delivering, for example. Yeah. And then he gets into the newsroom or whatever. But, like, the runts are, are what, what Silicon Valley types would call disruptors In that, <laughs> they're literally talking about how you don't have to do that we don't want to do that who wants to work as a runner why can't we just jump straight to the point where we shoot people uh, yeah. and, but it's the next here,
1: generation of yeah, crime yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. so it is
2: does anyone here have basic literacy oh I do <laughs> yeah. Yeah. write down a list of all the people we're going to kill <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's yes. like,
0: yeah. amazing I absolutely love, like there's there's a wonderful they're all prepubescent yeah, yeah. And As they stay. Like, Lord, yeah, they don't seem to grow in, up in ever. In, yeah. Like the lost Lord of the flies. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, Z is very much like a sort of prefigures that. And like, well, that's one of the things, like the film, we talked about how it doesn't have like that clear cut Hollywood good, bad morality thing going on, which I quite like about it. But it also, I think, has a strong sense of irony in there, in particular, in terms of how it treats various sort of characters and their fates. Like, for example, you have like Z, Who was arguably like the original runt in that he was a little kid who didn't want to be a lookout and so went on a killing spree. He ends up getting sort of murdered in what feels like, you know, like a grotesque sort of Disney villain sort of way. Like Scar at the end of The Lion King where he gets thrown off the mountain and the little hyenas, the runts that he's been kicking around the whole movie descend upon him like vultures. It's sort of like an R-rated or 18-rated version of that. That's sort of what happens to Zay. But even then, you have stuff like the the opening sequence where they're robbing the kerosene truck. Hmm. And then at the very end, you have uh, Diego and, and Z hopping in like yeah, a yeah, stolen truck back full back of around.
2: kerosene yeah, as well. It was like the... Uh, that was another <laughs> payoff that we didn't get. I thought it was like Chekhov's... Um, truck full of <laughs> 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 like flammable <laughs> explosive material it's like oh boy and and like even though i've seen fireworks a movie factory. before <laughs> yeah exactly the fireworks factory when are we going to get to it and it's like they're Buscape, all changing
1: the name Buscape actually means like rocket but not as in space it means like firecracker yeah ah. So he was... That was the only payoff you got for that. <laughs> and I believe... It was the people running off with the propane yeah. <laughs> afterwards. But at the end, they didn't get to have any of it. It wasn't shared around.
2: No, no. You know,
1: before it was a Robin Hood thing in the 60s, yeah. the tender trio was like Robin Hood. Absolutely. Throwing the money up in the air for the kids. All right, yeah. they shot their football, but they gave them more money for their they football. Buy more football. Yeah. And, I think and their, their f-
0: families as well. Yeah. Even but there when, was
2: no sharing it around after. Yeah. Even when they shot the football... Everyone kind of sh- cheered because Yay! it was so cool. <laughs> the, the way that, that that Shaggy had done like about, around twenty solos, then hoofed it in the air, shot it, and they were like, "I mean, we'll miss our football, but that was that was <laughs> worth it." Yeah. That's a good <laughs> story. I regret it, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good story,
0: but I mean, there there is like quite a bit of that in there, and in terms of because it is interesting that you get that contrast between. And it's, it's kind of, it is an odd dynamic within the film because that early crime is, is sort of looked on almost as like harmless in terms of like distributing because you're giving out gas to people that the government's forgotten about. And it's very quickly established that the law and order types in the community are not good at all like they you know you they shoot an innocent yeah, person sure and she, go.
2: yeah um as well. oh yeah sorry the police yeah themselves.
1: that's what i mean like that yeah. that's the, 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 there's no morality there either yeah. like there's no good and bad yeah. Yeah. yeah so
0: the tender trio handing out like propane gas to the community it's almost like a civic good of itself and then handing around distributing and sharing the cash and you have that then contrasted with later on when z's like well we're not selling weed anymore we're selling cocaine uh, and also, I want all the money. Mm. Um, and that's sort of seen as like a breakdown of, of society or a breakdown well, of society. Yeah, it, it well, for a time, also... they
1: protected against the runts. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then there
2: was no, even that good is gone. There was no murder and there was no rape in uh, the slums until, and then until of he course... broke his own rule.
0: And in fact, yeah, that's that's the thing. That's the he breaks both the rule that was put on the little talisman that he was given, and he also breaks his own rule as well that sets in motion his downfall.
1: So that maybe is the only sort of morality thing that you see is that there are, you know, if they make their own rules, you can live within that and can function within agreed rules. But once those are broken, it's the same with. I can keep thinking his name is Nutcracker. Net.
0: (laughs) What is it?
2: Oh, Oh, Nutcracker Net. How not, get Ned, not, get not Ned. getting it
0: handsome Ned <laughs> <laughs> I, I make notes these it's like I get the rough job I believe super sexy Flanders is <laughs> it yeah. yeah. possible actually that I think I may have read and, and Anya can correct me if I'm wrong here does the nickname actually translate as chicken Ned except chicken in Portuguese means sexy
1: I don't know I don't okay.
0: know we're going to put that in the show notes I'm going to hope desperately that I'm right um, but it would add a nice
1: little sort of. Big... I don't. I do, I, do, I didn't see what it was in Portuguese. Show okay. it to me, and I might. My might.
2: No. If there's any Portuguese speakers if It's Gaena, there, I think
0: it's Galina. Oh, okay. Give me two seconds. But here. I you might
2: don't... just go ahead and start like using that word in the context that Darren is suggesting us, and see if it works. Yeah. Um... To 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 make him like retroactively correct.
1: Oh. it's not nutcracker anyway. No. <laughs> it, it's, um...
3: Oh, but okay, so- what i was saying was that whenever he <laughs> exactly. breaks his
1: own you know he goes on about the rules the rules no innocent people blah 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 and when he breaks the rules that they've agreed on another layer breaks down so it yeah. is about self-imposed rules and if you don't stick okay. to them
2: and his downfall as well is because because uh, like, he broke his rule yeah cause so the,
1: that young flip
2: exactly like if Harris- he had a
1: stuck to his rule it wouldn't have happened.
2: exactly
0: and see, he, that's
1: the morality i suppose
0: yeah, it, it is um, it's chicken, chicken mayne, which implies uh, womanizer in Portuguese. Apparently, there you go, ah, mayne galina.
1: galina. Okay, unless okay. Galina is
0: like,
1: yeah, I can't see where I'm supposed to look. Okay, sorry. There's um, a lot of text on that page,
2: so it's this somewhere is the podcast where you listen to people <laughs> oh, reading things
0: yeah. <laughs> quietly, <laughs> yeah, mostly to themselves.
3: <laughs> yes, it is.
2: Yes.
0: but. I, I, yes. <laughs> 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 My! Um, if you listen carefully, you can hear glasses being put on. <laughs> but yeah, sorry, it may not actually be Knockout Net. I just found that interesting that the Portuguese for chicken means womanizer as well. But yeah, so no, I, I think that there is something very much in there in terms of... And it, its I don't think it's a clear-cut morality. I think it's more like irony in some cases. In particular, like... Because you have that wonderful metaphor... That's very
1: Tarantino-y to me. Yeah, That, that kind of... That aspect hand, of
0: yeah. it. And what you have is, like, you have the wonderful... Like, th- there are so many sequences in this that would work almost as short films. Yeah. And, like, they even have little title cards in them as well. But, like, the story of the apartment is just this beautiful little story. It's wonderfully directed by Morales because it, it, it's all, like, a single-point camera shot with time-lapse photography going on. Like, the camera never changes position in the apartment, so you're always watching the action from the point of view of the apartment's back wall, which is great. But it tells this non-linear story about how the apartment began as a place for a woman to deal pot in order to make a bit of money to kind of, uh, to keep herself going. And how it fell into the hands of this other drug dealer.
2: Well, it was her her, her lover kicks her out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah that's it so, she yeah.
1: had a fondness for the little boys yes. and one of the little boys it was, was big called boy. Big Boy yeah. and he became
0: a bigger boy and yeah. kicked her out but took yeah. over yeah. and he then offloads that apartment to Carrot and Carrot then gives it to Blackie but you have this wonderful little metaphor and I think that taps into what Oni was saying there about like how crime portrayed in the 60s as something that is relatively harmless she uh, was
1: keeping it going you know, she it. was she, she was doing it to support her daughters yeah that's what yeah. it says yeah
0: and and like and even the apartment itself is kept relatively yeah, clean it's and nice. tidy it's a, like it's a, you know it's it's a nice homely place and then as it goes on like the environment around the people doing these things who who care less about it and it's made clear that big boy doesn't want to actually use the apartment he just wants to use it as a base to deal but not for himself. He wants the business. Yeah, like he the wants apartment the business. To... Yeah, he wants to, like, franchise it. <laughs> and so it's sort of, the apartment falls into disrepair. The from apartment fails.
1: into drug den, basically, yeah. yeah.
0: And it becomes, like, that becomes, like, a broader metaphor for, like, the whole community. Like, the way in which this sort of environment that, you know, city of God, as you pointed out, it begins as, like, a city of God, as a place that should be heaven, and then devolves into purgatory and finally becomes hell in the, in the 80s. But you have the apartment telling this story through a sequence of little sort of knocks and little sort of like, you know, beats in this, in a microcosm in the center of the film, which I really, really like as a piece Mm. of storytelling.
2: There's always the head honchos as well that are the last to die. So like all, like they, 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 they kind of like, (laughs) they, they centralize their power. And, um, and the first thing they do is they get like a whole lot of people to go out and do their duties for them. So those are the people kind of like in the firing line. Those are the people being chased around by the by the cops. Um, those are the people being That's shot, the shot the at. the military and killed. Works. Yeah, yeah,
1: the exactly. Can-
0: yeah. I mean, well, it makes it makes the connection there with Knockout Ned, where Knockout Ned was in the army and is a sharpshooter as well, which, you know, and then he becomes a literal soldier. He's like, and I, I love, um, I actually love Rocket's observation, which is kind of. Like I'm pretty sure it's based on true fact but it always reminds me of when you watch gangster films and you see people like shooting their guns but shooting sideways and Mm. never hitting anything. Where he points out that like gangsters who use their guns don't know how to shoot things, so every single shot fired by Knockout Ned was worth ten shots fired by any yeah, other gangster yeah. because he's actually been trained in how to use this rifle and weapon. Yeah, you'd
2: almost kind of like wonder how how he doesn't kill Zay Singh. The first shot. Yeah, because like the, at that point when um, yeah, like at year, the start there's of petrol the movie, bombs and there's and everything. The and like, dude, are you gonna
0: hit him at some point, like <laughs> yeah. because you know. <laughs> well even if you just took your time in that back alley. And didn't announce yourself as you were walking up. Because it's it's like it is, it's it's um he's standing next, little Zay is standing next to somebody, and Ned. Who, you know, obviously to be fair, has just like witnessed the love of his life getting brutally assaulted, his uncle and brother brutally murdered. Probably not quite all there psychologically, but still They're take the ta- Yeah, he still managed to hit the target right there. They're next like, to him, oh, right? did
2: you see that? And th- that's the moment when uh, Tuba uh, gets murdered as well. He was like, did you see that? Say, that was crazy. You got stabbed in the arm. I got shot in the arm. He just One came brother out of nowhere. You, the didn't other brother he? got me. <laughs> yeah. like, this is our thing. This is our moment. Yeah. yeah. I get matching tattoos. Yeah. And he's like, oh, shut up. And he shoots yeah. him dead.
0: Again, like, he, yeah, that, that, to be fair, that was one of those great, nobody in this movie has watched a crime film before. Like, it's like, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a law of averages when a gang boss tells you to shut up while he's being awkwardly silent and has just been shot. You should probably just zip it a little bit. And I also, I like, though, this is a thing. He'd just been stabbed. Just you? been stabbed. Yeah. yeah. He'd just been stabbed. The other guy just been yeah. shot. But I like the idea of, um, Knockout Ned begins as something of a folk hero. Because when he shoots the guys in the alleyway everybody's like cheering for him and they come up The old ladies come out and and they
1: deserved it well
0: done. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. You're like a local hero and stuff like that. And like it would be very easy to make this film like a morality tale about at every
1: turn. Yeah, that's it. About at every one guy turn, who, it avoids it. Yeah,
0: who just had enough and went full Charles Bronson on their asses? It would be very easy to turn but it. But there's
2: so many people that get their comeuppance, and he, even he gets his comeuppance for like not taking that kind of morality turn. You know?
1: Yeah, I know what you're saying, but at the same time, it doesn't feel like comeuppance. It feels like me. You know, like that's what happens. Mm. It doesn't feel like it's moral. It's kind of like, well, you know, you set the yeah. rules, you broke yeah. them. Suppose, cause Shaggy, it's an accident. Shaggy, like,
2: Goose, Benny, um, they they all like um, die not because of anything that they've done. Because um, they happen to be in the wrong
0: place yeah. at the wrong time. Well is, it, is it Well,
1: Benny was a drug lord, you know like to mean, he wasn't a, he was a very people. cool drug lord in his day. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> was, be- was it Benny
2: who um, He
0: He's a
1: nice drug lord. Yeah, pleasant drug But lord. that was comparatively speaking. <laughs> yeah you know, he, he wasn't a good guy as such.
2: So as Benny and Zay came along to chase Blackie out of the apartment. Yeah. Was it was it Benny who who, who shoots Blackie in the foot or is that Zay? Because the, the the um is there a sense in which kind of like Blackie kind of like comes back to to he he he's he's trying to shoot Zay, but yeah. he 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 kills he kills Benny is there any kind of I, fe- I felt like there was kind sort of, of like of anger or, or maybe there was an irony in that in that maybe well the um, irony
0: was that Benny had Black- just been the one who let Blackie go yeah and I mean like and, and like literally literally as he does that Zay times. says like you know, when you turn a snake, he will bite you. If you release a snake, yeah. he will bite you. Thus bringing it round. And again, not making it a morality decision because like obviously not killing somebody is generally the moral choice, but turning it I into like so. a dramatic... Yeah, I know. Call me a radical if you will. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like after watching the film, do you feel that's a fair assessment now? Um, but like, despite the fact that Benny's the one who spares... I only kill people if I have to. Yeah. Mm. But Benny mm. spares Blackie's life and in the end, Blackie kills him it's one of those great anti-morals, but it's that wonderful sense of dramatic irony. It's where like if they just uh, listen Calido's in... way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We're doing the right thing. Not killing John Leguiasmo. It's always a mistake. <laughs> I love John Leguiasmo. I, sh- I shouldn't kid. Um, but yeah, there, there's something. It's in... also like,
1: this is just a violent world. Like, yeah. you know, when you live, you know, live by the sword, die by the sword kind of thing. Like, I mean, it's, this is a violent world in which they live and no one's immune. A lot of innocent bystanders, a lot of guilty bystanders, a lot of just, just death.
0: Yeah. I absolutely love Knockout Ned's No Innocence, No Innocence, No Innocence. No Innocence. Uh, and then it's like, unlike his second robbery, it's like, oh, by the way, there are exceptions. Um, cause it, yeah,
2: because, you... well, Kara makes the first exception. Yeah. He's like, well, that's an exception because that guy was going to kill you. And it's like, okay, fair enough. You make a um, fair point. Yeah. And then the second one, yeah, it, it's, yeah. it, it becomes the rule and that's the one that does not
0: Yeah. Ironically enough. And like the film is full of these little things. And it's something I really like about the film is that like you could argue that all this non-linear storytelling, you know, is could you if you were cynical, you could say it's sort of gimmicky. But one of the things I like about it is that it, it creates this sense of the city itself as like a series of social networks and a series of interlocking stories. Where none of the characters can exist independently of one another. And where everybody has touched somebody else's life at some point. The point where like when Rocket's telling the story, he has three false starts before he can begin. Oh, to tell to, you know, to tell you my story, I have to tell you Z's story. But to tell you Z's story, I have to tell you the trio's yeah. story. And he does that repeatedly and it's like Shorty, I have to tell you Shorty's story. Like but it's not of, time to tell Shorty's yeah. story yet.
2: It's like um, the... We never oh, saw yeah.
1: Knockout Ned doing any jujitsu. I feel no. like that was a bit of a disappointment. Yeah, well. and despite it's the fact they even that. tease it with like everybody was kung, kung fu fighting. fighting. Yeah, it's a, and that's and after- then he takes his trousers off. He's like, dude, you're not gonna whack him. Like, I mean, aren't you fully qualified to?
0: black belt him out of it or something think, and think about how differently on. the film would have gone if yeah. we had like a combat sequence I didn't sequence. understand that <laughs> a set to Kung Fu fighting yeah uh, Darren is making Kung Fu fighting gestures for the listeners <laughs> who, can't, uh, who don't have the, uh, the video feed to accompany the podcast but there's a lot of that in there where hey, they didn't pay for it so yeah. like, they don't get it they don't get <laughs> it uh-huh. but it, it's one of the things that the film does repeatedly is that it underscores how connected everybody is to one another to the point where Rocket first meets Knockout Ned not through like the direct events that you know mm. bring knockout Ned into the fray, just by sheer bus chance, driver, getting on the bus driver, yeah, yeah or uh, bus conductor, conductor whatever, or whatever. Yeah. and and a similar thing with like. Well, there
1: are all these points of no return, or could have been points of return, aren't there? Yeah. You know, like there's lots of moments if they gone differently. if they'd gone differently, well, the I mean, things could have, but they if didn't.
2: And... Rob knockout Ned if um, if Zay hadn't um,
0: spotted knockout spotted Ned's girlfriend when he was going to kill Carrot.
2: Yeah, when at, at that particular time as well, because yeah. he's feeling kind of um, Weak and je- jealousy from um, Benny leaving, yeah. Um, or, and well, Benny's dead, Benny's and dead, so, like, yeah. I mean, he if has Benny, taken on
1: full power, yeah,
2: exactly. If, uh, if say if they had brought little dice in with them, <laughs> okay, yeah. have killed so many people. <laughs> um, if if if, if Benny. I'd killed Blackie, kind of like. But if what your man had happened, done
1: kung fu fighting, yeah. your man had never. Maybe <laughs> he wouldn't have raped his girlfriend to, yeah. after. You know, all of that. All of these things had happened. And and but it's remarkable to structure. He wouldn't have become what you know, and then. But each of them, I think, is marked. Then yeah. you know, the color changes.
3: Yeah.
1: Mm. The big, once something has actually shifted, the the color changes. Yeah. They they also used two two different types of film. I didn't know that. Ah. There's an in, Thirty-five mil and six. Oh, 60 mil. Nice.
2: The bit 16, in the woods as well is l- like like a, there's like a lens a on earth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A,
1: the middle section is quite handheld. Yeah. yeah. So, look, like, I mean, it's all these different. They like, they they do mark different phases very clearly. Yeah. And there are a whole lot of points of. If only Sliding Doors moments. Mm.
0: And it's remarkable when you're telling a story like that, because if you're telling a story like that, where, and like, there's repeated references to destiny and God on obviously City of God, and it's remarkable how much, like, there's repeated references to, like, religion and faith in there and belief and stuff like that. And and the movie repeatedly emphasizes the idea that chance and fate and, like, sure coincidence play in in the events that happen. And it's very interesting to construct a, a story like that. But without disempowering your characters, because like if you construct a narrative that's just a series of things happen and what if this I happens, I think it, it it does kind
2: of. Um, I don't think it disempowers the characters because, like for example, when Zay is going off to um uh, to avenge uh, the death of Benny, yeah, by taking out Carrot because Blackie is kind of in with Carrot, yeah, uh, they're stopped, and also because but, Zay wants to kill Carrot, yeah, he he got he stops. He stops to 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 rape knockout Ned's girlfriend and then is walking away and think and he um it has it like It's a in, really wonderful In like, a strange piece of humor it has a kind of like Knockout Ned saying like why didn't he kill me? And then a <laughs> cut and he's like, Hey, why didn't why I, didn't kill, I kill, kill that guy? That's very
0: Tarantino. Yeah. A very sort of self aware in a sense. Mm. And I mean like there's there's a number of things throughout where like Morales is sort of playing, like there's the bit where when they're having the fight over the camera that Benny wants to give to Rocket, you have the strobe light in effect, like during that like climactic sequence. So it stops being a movie and starts being a sequence of almost still shots. So it's almost like you are watching photographs of this thing happening over like black, white, black, white, black, white, uh, which I think is very, very effective as well. Like, they, they're all director. points of
1: no return. Yeah. You know, if you hadn't had that fight, if you hadn't, had, you know, all yeah. of. That's a really important moment.
0: Yeah, or even if Blackie had aimed straight at that moment, for example, or yeah, that any number of things. If if they hadn't been that close together in that space, if Benny hadn't have been holding that party at that time, you know.
2: But it, like, like it's, it's
1: life is like that. Yeah,
2: it's kind of if if um, if it hadn't been for these characters, though, Would it's not. It's situation? not just kind of like sort of random things happening. It's kind of. It's it's maybe kind of random that they they will interact with this character, but everything that that character does has has a really kind of um, has a
0: basis in their sort of in their personality. That their yeah. actions are determined by who they are in that situation. Yeah. In so that, for like example, like it would have been possible for Zay, Zay to meet Knockout Ned's girlfriend and not follow her home and assault her and, and attack Ned. Yeah. For example, like but if not, he had been anybody else, if
2: he had been anybody else, he wouldn't have um, been being able to go after Zay in the way he did. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, if Ned had been anybody else, he wouldn't have yet. Yeah, so no, and it's it's kind of an interesting walk between the two, and it kind of brings me back to I think what you suggest about lack of closure in the film which is something I find kind of interesting because I mean obviously like big characters get closure like for example Zay gets that's killed Ned gets killed That's there's right. a
1: whole new generation uh, looking for someone kind. literate to drop a list <laughs> yeah. there is no closure yeah. but, but <laughs> I mean even, even <laughs>
0: it's like I love like the opening sequence which you only return to towards the climax opens with what the audience if you're watching it for the first time you think is a really high stakes situation which is this Mexican standoff where this guy Zay who's a crime lord who you've literally just heard rocket say if they kill if they sees me he's going to kill me now because you don't have any context for that you take it at the word so you end up with this wonderful like shot of rocket standing in the middle of the street between a bunch of cops a bunch of gangsters trying to wrestle a chicken and that's not a metaphor Um, (laughs) but you have this sort of this of really high tense thing and then you you say and then you have that sort of like american style but you're probably wondering how i got here um and then the movie takes you back but by the time you hit that moment it's like again, yeah.
2: it's like, oh, but I, I, I can't, um, I have, I, I, I have more of the story to tell you before yeah. we, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. But I mean, even when you... It's very kind of postmodern or something. It
0: is very sort of postmodern self-aware. But even when you get to the end, like when you approach it the second time because you've seen Zay's perspective and you know that Zay really wanted to be famous and you know that Zay is really excited to see himself in the newspaper, you know that what you thought was this epic, like, life-changing sort of, like, dire horrific situation for Rocket where Rocket is going to end up on a gangster's kill list at number one it turns out watching it the second time around that he's not which is an interesting sort of shift it's the movie consciously deflating what initially seems to be like a high stakes sort of climax now to be fair it changes the target of that scene it does indeed, because you don't. You now know why the police are there, and then the police leave, which is also great.
2: <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a like it had me wondering, kind of like how how did the runs do afterwards? Because presumably, like maybe the You've next got to week, gotta watch the
1: series. Yeah, I suppose.
2: <laughs> yeah, because maybe like I haven't seen the series. Do any
1: of them hit puberty? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I was
2: just just like watching the police. Do they come back the next week and say? Zay is Losey around? Uh, there was an extra ten grand <laughs> I mean, we, we needed, needed old, to get it yeah. from. Is he? Oh, he's dead. He Who's kind of taking over?
0: And then like a Bugsy Malone eight, style bunch of kid kids, <laughs> exactly. Uh. And it's
2: like, so do you want to give us ten grand for some guns? It's like we each have a handgun. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll grow. <laughs> Anything bigger, we couldn't really work. Old. Uh, carry.
0: I mean, it is worth noting, for example, just in terms of apparently the slums got better and they got worse after the film was released. I mentioned how like after the release of the film, the Brazilian government was sort of shamed into taking action in these sort of slums in the favelas. in well, order was to- Olympics. When were the Olympics? The Olympics it's were part of 20 it well. 2010, were they? That was indeed. And it was 20...
2: 20- oh, sorry. The <laughs> 20- World Cup was 2014 and Rio. The, yeah, Re- the Rio, Rio was 2016. Okay. Was it?
0: No, I thought I thought Rio was earlier, but I'll double check. I thought Rio was like twenty twelve, but twenty twelve is London. Ah, okay, that would make sense. 2016, two thousand sixteen, you're right. Yeah, was sorry, it? You're right to okay,
2: Andrew, sorry. Yeah? Two thousand eight was. But um,
0: with two thousand eight, they actually sent it. They developed these urban pacification units. That were designed to go sound in. To they, they sound perfectly <laughs> pleasant, <laughs> don't they? Yeah. Uh, the urban it's, it's the
2: um, obligatory Robocop <laughs> reference. Yeah,
0: I mean we already had food waste, yeah. uh, but like they, they sent these guys in in two thousand and eight, and they actually apparently mostly worked because uh, you had that visit that Obama took in two thousand and eleven oh. where he played football in the city in the streets of the city well, of. Was he any good? Um, well, we'll see if we can find some YouTube <laughs> for it, like Michelle Obama dancing to was the theme. For from uh, Rang de Bassante. We'll see if we can include this in the show notes as well. Um, Theo Back- Interesting
1: how the football, you know, I mean, traditionally aren't they considered two ways out of the slum, like football or violence? Yeah. Mm. And like the football one is dismissed straight away. <laughs> they shoot the football. Like I mean, shot. there's not a way out. No, no, yeah, no. no, no, no. Like, like We're going the, with the violence. And, the, and it's not a way out. It's yeah. a way through or it's a way to get to the top of it. But it's not a way out. There's no question of getting out of the favela yeah. for well, but- anyone except Rocket. I the, the, um, even,
0: even Rocket I think is sort of Taken as a curiosity in some sense Like there's a sense that like the He people, never like, belongs though yeah. he's an outsider at all times Because you point out like the racial demographics Of the newsroom are pretty pointed
2: and Violence is very much Kind of like not, not, um, not just this type of violence That we see in the movie but other types Of violence are, are kind of like A, a part of of, uh, of the culture in Brazil Maybe violence is sometimes not the right word for it. Uh, like fighting might be like a, like, for example, there 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 was like a culture in the kind of, um, fifties, sixties, and seventies of kind of like um people would like uh, uh fight each other on the beach and stuff. And of course there there's the there's the colonial kind of martial arts like capoeira, hmm. where the the um the slaves would pre- pre- pretend that they were dancing. They're really kind of like training in okay. in, in in martial arts, oh. which is why Capoeira has this kind of like look of Balletic of, of da- to dance to all. it. And then there's kind of the the of course um, Brazilian jiu jitsu and all of the kind of like um, mixed martial Brazilian stuff, because I think mixed martial arts popularized fighter. Popularized
0: it, aren't they? Yeah. yeah,
2: because what it came it's from was
1: your man. Disappointingly, doesn't do which. Nutcracker Ned (laughs) yeah exactly
0: we wanted to see some of that Um, uh, um, I love love, love the idea that he's called Nutcracker Ned because of the move that he deploys at a certain (laughs) point time he does the splits it's during just, Kung Fu fighting. You talk about the
1: dancing as well. I'm like, oh, yeah. no, so so no, no, no. So many missed opportunities. <laughs> yeah,
2: we, we, didn't see a, uh, we didn't see a truck full of gas canisters explode and yeah. we didn't see any Kung Fu fighting. So it's all yeah. these disappointing check gun <laughs>
0: setups, which are kind of interesting. But I mean, I, I think though there is something sort of interesting in in that idea that like, and it, it's kind of like, what. Apparently, made City of God. I did a bunch of, I did some light research on this, but in terms of like the City of God as it actually exists as a real place, what made the City of God different from the other favelas when it was developed in the 60s was that, and and he mentions this slightly at the start of the film where he's talking about like how in Rio, they weren't really happy with like the tiered favelas, the ones that you sort of see in those action movies, like for example, Bass and Furious 5, but yeah. also where you've seen like the Incredible Hulk, where you have these brightly painted buildings that go up and down the side of mountains almost on top of one another. What they decided they'd do is they'd build them all sort of almost horizontal. And in fact, you can see that at the start when they arrive in the 60s, where everything sort of yeah. laid out almost it like It looks like a, uh, like a South almost.
2: Africa like, kind of township yeah. almost. Yeah. Or
0: almost like sort of like a, a very... Cost- Caravan park. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Or sort of, I was but thinking it, it, a more it, it, cost-effective 50s suburbia. But it yeah. looks like one of those no kind of Syrian
2: yeah. kind of refugee camps. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: But the idea is that, and, I, and kind of when, when Oni was mentioning that there's no way out or there's no way up, or you're just trying to get to the top and stay there, I was kind of thinking of like the horizontal sort of structure of the favela, of that particular favela as a metaphor for that, like where there's no real way to climb. All you do is you just end up flat and killed by the next guy who takes your place or the next bunch of kids who are organizing a kill list or who are disrupting in Silicon Valley. I feel
2: like it's going to be difficult for the police to work with those kids, though. Like, it's like, why would we we buy the guns from you? We could just kill you and take your guns. And the police are like, that's a fair point. Yeah, I feel like about a week from, like, obviously I have to watch the series, but they're probably going to be talking about getting into politics quite soon. <laughs> it's like, why do we have to obey laws? Can't we just be the president? Um, that's, yeah.
1: that's the evolution. I think yeah. so. I love the idea of, like, the wire. It's like
0: the wire the with yeah. Hands, yeah. So where are we now sort of thing. Because, yeah. like, they've talked about this, because, like, I mean, uh, when the film was being distributed, Morales was talking about how um, the this, this sort of, the City of God was divided now among four different sort of crime laws and four different gangs. And one of them was called the Friends of Friends, which were literally just retired police officers who had decided to set themselves up as organized crime and sort of forego like the level of like veneer of respectability that they have in the film where they're like, we're going to drive around in cop cars and arrest people, but also sell guns. <laughs> um, these guys are just like, no, we really want to be gangsters. Uh, but it's kind of remarkable. that Four we-
2: is probably the right amount. Like, you don't, you don't have proper economies of scale if you have any more kind of drug lords than that.
0: Yeah. I, I like the idea of, like, the economics of, like, drug kingpin sort of space. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've done models, and, like, and this is the safest... city of Rio <laughs>
2: needs four, I think. That's it, precisely. So yeah. pick...
0: Your top four drug dealers, and we'll allocate them accordingly. Yeah, it's
2: going up for tender. <laughs> You'll all have an opportunity. Yeah. Uh,
0: please remember to, to nominate one of your literate runs to fill out the form. Uh, triple- anyone <laughs> you want to
2: kill, you have to do so before October thirty first, <laughs> in <laughs> order to qualify. Yeah, um, well, November fifteenth.
1: If so you file the application he, online, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> but I, I like—I really like the idea that the film has of like the space, because like again space is like in in cinema we talk about this geography is often psychology and so you have the idea of all these people crammed into the favela which is this horizontal space but crammed in so tightly together that they like intersect without even realizing that they're intersecting like when rocket meets knockout ned he has no idea or knockcracker ned he has no idea (laughs) um what impact this person's life is going to have when uh (laughs) when, when, when knockout ned uh kills the guy at the bank uh, he has no idea how that's going to come back and haunt him in the end. Uh, in the grand scheme of things, like it's all packed in so incredibly tightly together. And of course, Rocket ends up flirting with Angelica, who ends up, you know, sort of dating Benny. Um, because all and these lies Curry, are, and then is the reason for yeah. Benny
1: to want to leave yeah. And, yeah.
2: Tiago's going out with her before um, Rockus and Benny
0: and then develops a coke habit as his way of dealing with a breakup yeah um, I don't know if that works for him that's he, good
2: he, has, he, he, he is probably one of the best um, like in terms of gore oh death, deaths Tiago like that that like rifle shot through the window I, I, mm. I, I think mm. we're all like whoa <laughs> kind <laughs> of
0: no because it is because yeah most of the violence at that point is very there's a lot of violence in the film but a lot of it is very much in the style of staring at people pulling the trigger Um, and like you mentioned that with little Zay for example like those shots of little Zay as he's going through the motel like just there's the moment where he's in the kitchen and he fires three times and then he pauses and he turns a game and fires a fourth and it's a very disconcerting shot, despite the fact you don't see anything he's hitting, because it's like this eight-year-old kid with a gun, almost and as like, big as he is. Little
2: Zay is really good at at, at killing. It's surprising that um, that um, not is <laughs> uh, is is that much better than him, because like the f- f- first two times he fires a gun are both like of headshots, <laughs> and, and and then. The next four times no she recoil, fires a gun, there's, no there's four <laughs> yeah. more people dead. Yeah. Um, it's like every time he shoots a gun... Somebody, <laughs> somebody dies Somebody dies, yeah. Um. Obviously yeah, I I I really enjoyed the music And if any of our listeners know What, what that sound was what that instrument Would you is, care
0: to repeat it In case our listeners have yeah, forgotten I, I tried yeah.
2: to do it And and it didn't really sound like it at all It was like oh,
0: oh, oh, oh. Uh, No <laughs> Oh god <laughs> the, um... I may see if I can dig out a sample And play it at this segment For <laughs> yeah. Andrew For point of comparison So, listeners, if you're hearing this sound, this is what Andrew was just. <laughs> if I could to make.
2: make it with my mouth, we wouldn't need the instrument,
0: <laughs> <laughs> or know what it's called.
2: Unless there's people who are making them with their mouths.
0: Um, I love the idea that the entire soundtrack of, of yeah. City of God is, is entirely part of acapella. the
2: Sims soundtrack. Uses this as well. The, the, oh, the original instrument. Sims, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> Um, yeah anyway Sorry. I now
0: have this image of Andrew playing like a, a favela version of The Sims where he's trying to get the 8 year old to go to the motel
2: with a little red kind of um, what's uh, it, the diamond, diamond over my head diamond over
0: my head yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> murdering people and it going green. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, that impulse. That is it? like it's red yeah. if you have an appetite, and it's green yeah. if you meet that appetite. Exactly. That yeah. was, murder wasn't always on the sin scale, but Andrew <laughs> no. Andrew modded it. Um, if we're talking about like two thousand and four obsessions on the on the podcast, what's a vuvuzela?
1: That's South African, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. It what, was all... It's a Vuv Favela
2: or something, I don't know. Y- yeah. Uh, 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 I, th- I think I have one uh, at home in Sligo. a vuvuzela It was the um, the kind of horn that they uh, were droning in the stadium. in the um, in a similar their sort of noise,
1: isn't
2: it? Yeah, well, it is... It, um, it sounds like a Brazilian word. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? The,
3: so it's the, a Vuv. For <laughs> the favela.
2: Um, the, um, I remember on YouTube at the time during the 2010 World Cup, you could push "Bouvazuela" uh, onto any video. There was like a button you would press, <laughs> and it would play like "Bouvazuela"
0: over whatever you were watching. Like the, the 250 uh, have that, but it's mostly just the "Pata Pata" song from "United Passions" that we play yeah. over any video. Um, worth noting actually just before we finish up there just talking about the credits because we mentioned earlier on um, about Katia Lund who was was credited as co-director on the film Mm. Um, she actually worked primarily with the actors in fact there was some discussion and debate about how she was credited and recognised because when Morales got the best director nomination for this she didn't despite being credited as a co-director on it Um, and while Miramax apparently pushed for her to get that credit the Academy said no And Morellas, for his part, apparently also said no as well. His argument was that while she had worked with the actors and she was on set every day and she was coaching the actors and getting the performances out of them and stuff like that, he didn't feel like she did the technical side of the work. So while he was helping her with that, he was doing stuff like talking to the cinematographer and talking to the sound mixer and stuff like that. Whereas she was apparently not involved in that aspect. It sounds
2: like he wasn't really an actor's director. Yeah. Like unlike Tarantino.
0: Uh, You know, the scene,
1: I I remember, I think it was she told the story, Katia Lund, that there's this brief scene where before they go into battle, they pray. They say they are father or something like that. And apparently that wasn't written into the script at all. That was one of the young fellas who had been workshopped. He said, are we going to pray like the real gang did? Because he had been in a gang and they, that was what they did before they went and killed people. They prayed and so they went, mm, we, we can't. We'll so that. they wrote yeah. it into it. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing.
0: Um, and there's also another sequence like the sequence where Rocket goes to bed with his, his older co-worker at the newspaper right and it's interesting because it's a sequence that's shot without any of the actors on screen it's like the camera pushing in on the bedroom but the little snippet of dialogue where he where she asks you know where he's like you have a shower and she's like you've never had a shower it's like how do you do it he's like you you know Kevin on the the calendar calendar, or whatever yeah um that wasn't in the script either and that was actually recorded between the two actors before they were filming like it was caught on mic um because the actor himself had never had a proper shower and so they decided to incorporate it into the film. And that's why it's incorporated in part, okay. like at the start of a scene that doesn't yeah. require the two actors on screen because they had the recording, but not the video footage for it, which is kind of fascinating. Oh, ah. okay. That's the level of sort of detail in there. And it's amazing, like what these actors sort of bring to it. That sort of school of naturalism.
2: Yeah. They so, were amazing.
0: Oh, they were. Um, and particularly the guy who plays little Z as well was great. I think Rocket was fantastic. So that, that
2: whole scene where he, he's coming out of the shower and she's inviting him into his bed that was just recorded when when their mics happened to be on no
0: <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're saying <laughs> um. the director is like we should leave them alone in this they yeah, kind of are getting great yeah. performances Yeah, out just, of just these, go with it uh, I actors I, like... I don't know
2: how you're doing it don't want to know
0: yeah, <laughs> um. yeah. I, I feel like I feel like that might be pushing some ethical <laughs> boundaries with regards to actors no it, it, it's very it's very if you if you know it you can tell uh, when the scene begins when they've like switched the edit to uh, well this is the scene that we intended because um, so, um, she's very like, oh, she's not like, oh, get into bed and make sure you're not wet from that shower you just <laughs> took. Um, oh, I guess you'll have to sleep with me, but that's okay because the shower is right over there. Um, there's very clearly a point in the scene where they cut in the dialogue that they wanted, uh, but they they also insert at the start of the scene dialogue from him being like, "Hey, showers are pretty awesome," and uh, and his co-star who obviously. Had, cha- had a shower before. It was like, you've never showered before.
2: It's like, oh, no. I feel like it's still a thing, even in, even in our very privileged world, like awesome showers aren't <laughs> just a, a, a thing that everybody has. So like, like, um, if, if, if you're like, st- um, if you're like, at, um, if you don't have like a very good shower in in your apartment and you're staying somewhere else, like if you're if you're over at like a house party or something, and then in the morning they say, oh, yeah, grab a shower there. And it's like, oh, my God, that was an awesome shower. <laughs> that was amazing. That was now a I have shower. to go back to it's my like, Don't you shop? have a shower where you're from? Just oh, we like, just use the kettle. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I... I've. As somebody who lived in student accommodation, Yeah. yeah. I, can, I can vouch for that. Not to compare, to be absolutely clear, our experience no, of, of no, not no, crappy no. showers with, like, the experience... But of it part, a yeah, I know, I mean, hasn't everybody at <laughs> some point... No, to be absolutely clear, not making that comparison.
2: Yeah, yeah, like, like uh, there was the one time that I went camping where we had to kind of use a very poor shower. Yeah. And, and that was...
0: I feel like that allowed me to relate to Rocket's experiences in this film as well. But yeah, I, I do... I. I I really really like this film, and I really like i kind of i like and I think oh, Anya sort of gone this earlier on where you're talking about like the lack of a clear-cut yes or no morality to it, the fact that it refuses to make clear-cut moral judgments in that it ref- it refuses to say this is a good thing that's happening, this is a bad thing that's happening, this is the right thing that's happening, or this is a bad thing that's happening because he did a bad thing there's a lot more of this is a thing that's happening because he did a thing, whether that thing is moral. Eh, who am I to yeah, judge? This is this is their life, and
1: yeah. this is, and it explains. I think it makes it very clear why people do get involved in violence. Mm. You know, because you can start off saying, "Well, I'd never do that." That could be your own moral perspective. Yeah. Then you sort of go, "Weed, You know, like I mean, I can see why they did." Yeah. You know, it it, it explains. is. Well, I'm
0: not going to kill an innocent person. Well, he had a gun. Oh wait. Well, I kind of like it now. Yeah. You know.
1: Okay of some, something yeah. to get done sorry like, you know I, I have a job to do here yeah. I need this I have a goal oh, whoops innocent bystander
2: yeah, yeah and like Rocket's um, both kind of like like he, he he was just never going to get involved in for reasons that had nothing to do with um, morality a conscious choice and like he wasn't kind of pulled into it as much but he even like tried to get into it but it just wasn't the way he was predisposed yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: So I like the idea that there's a version to this where he gets a pep talk from his friend saying, look, some people are just naturally good at crime. Other people become photojournalists. I, it's <laughs> not a judgment on you. I like, it's, it's like that bit where I tried to do P.E. And again, I feel like I'm maybe overgeneralizing by reference to my life. But it's like, some people are not good at sports, Darren. That's okay. Some mm, people are not good at crime.
2: You're fine at sports, Darren. You just don't like them. Like, the, the, this thing that I like is like, well, I couldn't do P.E., because I wasn't good at it. People aren't good at sports. That's why they do pee and get good at them. Like, uh, sorry, this has come up like a number of <laughs> yeah. times. Know, it's it's like, all coming out now. It, it's like that time where I wasn't good at geography. So I told my teacher, I'm not going to uh, do any class for the rest of the year. I'm just going to sit on a bench. <laughs> um, sorry,
0: um, Andrew the, feels very passionately about this. Well, no, it's it, it it
2: it it just seems like a strange thing that there, there anyway. Sorry, <laughs> that uh, there's there there, there 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 that there was this thing in school where it's like oh this this subject where it's like I'm not good at it, so I'm not going I did to it. try.
0: I did it. I did it. I did my time. I just accepted I wasn't okay. good at it and I didn't pursue it aggressively afterwards. Like Rocket, he tried to do his <laughs> crime he did yeah and anyway. he discovered that he wasn't good at it and so so you're saying it would be the same if you lived in a favela
1: that's exactly what I'm saying my
0: experience is I feel like this movie captures me on screen mm-hmm. uh, I I look at this film and it's very relatable in that sense uh, no to be absolutely clear no no not at all not making that comparison at all
2: you'd be the kid at the beginning who um, <laughs> the, 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 the police end up shooting by accident <laughs> Uh, uh, um, and, and it's like and then planting the gun in his hands. yeah car. yeah it's like well Lisa is uh, he, he's obviously not a hoodlum oh now he is now
0: now we'll make him a hoodlum as well yeah. which is yeah One I, I thought,
1: thought a... that was Little Dice Were you, was I meant to think that no
2: no didn't he oh yeah. glasses I think Little he was Dice dead too, has didn't they? well the others thought he was dead yeah, because he ran off yeah he went off. missing like, which, which, yeah, which, so was he that, went away for two did months they
0: assume that I don't know I I think they assume that, because the thing is, they come out of the, they come out, like this is the thing I really like about, it's a very well constructed film, they come out of the, mot- he shoots the window, and they, so that, that's like, they assume the cops are coming. Yeah. And then they go out, and one of the kids is a goggles, like is looking for him on the side of the road when they drive out with the car, and he can't see him. Yeah. So he's, assu- Goose, sorry, Goose, not goggles. Goose assumes that like, they got little dice as a result of him not being there where he's supposed to be, yeah. I think. And so he's not around, and so it becomes like fact. It's yeah. just like everybody accepts it for the way that it is. And then you just go back and you see the reason why he wasn't out there uh, was because he was busy rampaging through the hotel, uh, sort of Terminator style. Um, and then like, the reason why he wasn't around the favela was because he ran off and began this like adorable but also deadly shoe sign scan. Um, yeah,
2: because it shoots to him and it's like um, it's Lil Dice like, Lil and like, Benny worked really it's hard. Like, <laughs> And it shows it shows him kind of like doing somebody's uh, that's all three uh, of us shoes reenact. <laughs> My man yeah, polishing this,
0: shoes can't see, but all three of us are making the get a rhythm dance.
2: Um, and and then all of a sudden he's okay. just like, "Hey, shut up!" <laughs> and then the man knocks him on the back of the head, and, and they, they take steal the his money. money. Yeah,
0: and again, that's a really great cut because it's like, yeah, little dice work very for two, hard two for money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they
2: they they had a shoe shine business at the airport, <laughs> where like they had set up a. Thing yeah. so like and All people would be like, in, yeah. oh, I've got twenty minutes before my flight. I can get my uh, shoes shined and then I'd knock them on the back of the head and take the money anyway." Like the <laughs>
0: runts are never going to do that. No. Yeah, putting the putting the work in for that. I do. I do wonder how much money these people are carrying to make it worthwhile. Because yeah, like presumably he has to do the whole shoe shine before because well, the point it is takes it,
2: him a long time to realize. Yeah. That the money isn't really in um like knocking off people who are getting their, sh- their shoe Because yeah. yeah. like
0: in order to get the person to take out their wallet and take out the cash, you need to complete the shoe because you don't pay for advance with the shoe shine. So like unless, you know, unless people are carrying around significantly more than like a shoe shine worth of money with them. It does seem like it's a lot of effort for like, you know, I suppose they like were just
1: hungry. like initially it was yeah. whatever you could get and then they started seeing bigger things. <laughs>
2: Well, they can also take the shoes. <laughs>
0: it's a fair point. We you know, so like,
2: like in in um, Last Action Hero, <laughs> where the the um, the criminal from from the world of movies comes into the real oh, world. Um Tom Noonan, isn't it? Um, no, it's oh, is it? No, no, no. It's oh. not Tom Noonan. It's um, uh, your man uh, Tyrion. Uh, oh, Charles Dance. Charles Dance. Yeah, yeah. And yes. and he's. <laughs> He sees criminals in in the real world, and they're like, "Take his shoes, take his shoes," <laughs> and he's like, "Take his shoes." <laughs> like, what? You, you mean they're not like knocking over a a, a, a diamond depository? <laughs> or something like that. What? What? What, what a waste of, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What hell have
0: I found myself in? Or <laughs> even criminals don't take the craft seriously. Yeah, um, yeah.
2: The the um, the part I found probably the most horrific, uh, perhaps, was when Shorty is murdering his his, his wife. Yes. Or oh, Mur- okay, yeah. oh, I mean that. That's... He doesn't. Um, perhaps doesn't actually kill her as well. Like, no, because they say they sp- buried her alive. Tried to bury
0: her alive. Yeah. Um, I mean, because that's one of the things the film does remarkably well is that it it turns and pivots on a dime in terms of tone. Which is something I think that the film does very, very well. Like a scene that seems sort of like playfully coming of age stuff. Like, oh my god, look at Goose, he's having an affair. Uh, he's a teenager. He's he's getting laid. Given how much emphasis the film puts she, on Virginia, she's
2: about to use that banana. banana. Yeah, been like you referenced. have the setup
0: with the you banana. Check out banana. Yeah. Check out banana, as it were. Yeah, but you even have like that discussion beforehand about like what men and women do in bed, which is kind of like it's kind of like the ha ha ha. Look, this is a light moment for you. Yeah. This is going to be like a both a teenage and a middle aged woman's awakening. And you have and an word and a, and a murder. <laughs> yeah, and then you have like somebody swarm in with the, with a giant shovel. Uh, yeah. in a way and it, it just it pivots it turns so sharply I think we all audibly gasped at that point even though I think we'd all seen it before you know we'll like, get that moment yeah it, but it just comes out of nowhere and it, yeah. it's so effective for it the
2: weird thing is that he, he jumps out the window um like, like he's in kind of like the start of like a music video, and it's like, Hey, uh, brother, give, give me, me shorts. some shorts. Um, I need to get away from here. Yeah, um, it's very
0: much like you can almost imagine like a Ferris Bueller type, setup yeah, for this almost, except somebody's getting except murdered with at a the shovel. same
2: time. Somebody is, yeah, it's, it's, and, it's a bit nuts.
0: And I like uh, that. It takes a remarkable sort of mastery of tone to pull that off, I think, too, and to pivot back and forth because it's a film again. This could be very, this would very easily be. Like and it is a very depressing film. Like this is a scene we talked we we talked about really dramatic scenes before, like the scene where the kid has to shoot one of the other two kids and stuff, which is really upsetting and visceral. But the film is also funny and well observed, and populated with interesting characters. Full of energy, yes, so high energy. It runs for like two hours and a half, and it doesn't feel like it, which is Mm. remarkable, particularly for a film. Wow, it's two and a half hours. It's two and a half hours, and particularly for a film in which like children murder other children, like. And it's subtitled. Yeah, uh,
1: best will in the world is annoying.
0: Yeah, if you're particularly like yeah, if you're reading on a screen for two and a half hours, it can be. It's just you can't pay attention
1: to the full. You know, like, you'd rather... There was one point... There's a tiny bit with a split screen. Yeah. You know, where he goes off out to get... And, and like, I
0: was
1: like... I can't read. And look at the Follow other both of these at the same time.
0: <laughs> and, again, like, that's how playful it is. Because you have the scene where they go out and get steak and Fritz. And, like, the one half of the split screen stays in the room. And the other half yeah. follows steak and Fritz as he's being chased around. And then they bring it back Damn. and they unite the scene, which I really like.
2: I... I how... Uh, sorry. Did... Uh, no, sorry, never mind. I was okay. I was going I was going to say the the how how but when <laughs> no, never never, never mind. I was never going it. to talk about like how do you pronounce things? Steak and fritz. Okay.
0: He's Why, friend, talking, you he like
1: steak and chips St- steak and chips okay. but you french fried it.
2: Steak and fries. Steak grease. Um,
1: Steak free, or maybe that's what the,
2: Maybe that's closer to what it was in, in the Portuguese. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm post-lingual. I think <laughs> you would describe me.
0: Steak. Was that what they called it? steak? They did call him steak. I yeah, think, yeah. Steak and steak, chips. Steak and was his gut. middle initial, and Fritz okay. was his surname. Fritz. Fritz, like German. Okay.
2: <laughs> anyway, sorry. Moving along. I guess if if I'm going to take you up on every pronunciation, <laughs> we'll uh, be here yeah. forever. Okay.
0: But again, and they do it again. I, I thought they said steak and chips. I, they probably did. I may. I guess we, are, we all have different you know, interpretations of That young fella they called steak saying. in the split screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they catch steak in the split screen, and they do it again. At, uh, they do it earlier at Benny's party as well, where yeah. I think it sort of branches off and follows the two of them as well. Which is like—it's a remarkable high-energy film, and it just keeps going. Yet it's, it's depressing. And it, it is depressing, but it's not lifeless, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Like, it's a really gritty, grounded, urban sort of like crime story, but it's not it's, it's
2: frenetic it, yeah
0: it reminded
1: moves. me vaguely with things did you ever see an italian thing called sabura i have not saburo or sabura i think it is i'm sure that's not the pronunciation but it reminded me of that kind of thing like was it was anyway if you haven't seen it don't matter <laughs> i think the fact that it's missing women is very interesting oh, yeah. you know I, I think that it's like a it's almost like um it's very timely in some respects because it feels like an explanation of incels in a funny sort of a way. Do you oh yeah, well I mean? Z is
0: definitely an incel. Um, yeah. I, I would argue Z is an incel. I mean...
1: Absolutely. And it sort, of, it sort of explains how those people maybe view men and women as utterly separate yeah. and separate worlds that don't collide. And, and so people like, uh, you know, Benny could relate to women and... and even rocket and even rocket, could and even rocket yeah. like and saw them as a nice thing, not like I mean, oh right, it was difficult to get laid, but like I mean, it was still it was something he nice that he wanted company, to do, yeah, you
0: know, yeah. and he, all that. And I mean, like even the fact that like even when, even when it's clear that he's not sleeping with Angelica, like they still are friends yeah. with one another. Like she's like it's Benny not an oh, enemy rocket thing. It's not worse. Cam- yeah. It's them. Rocket Would love this camera, um, Lil
1: Yeah, he he really is an incel Yeah, he, and so
0: I think it's very
1: it's very interesting in those terms.
0: I mean, it's kind of interesting how a lot of... A lot of cinema, when you look at it retroactively... Because, I mean, incel is something that's only really been in the news for the past year and a half, I think. Well, the term... But the term... Oh, no, the... The, the yeah, concept the is forever. Oh, yeah.
1: They've just got, you know, busier in their basements. But yeah. But, like, that doesn't mean they haven't them, always existed.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, even stuff like going back and watching if you... The, the new Ridley Scott alien movies, for example. Michael Fassbender's character is... When you watch them retroactively pitch perfect in cell character in that he's somebody who sees women as something that he a wants and b wants to do stuff to but c also completely doesn't understand and recognize the personhood of and it's and blames and, them and for that misunderstanding for that misunderstanding mm.
1: that's the key i think yeah it's and, it's not a personality disorder or something like that it's the blame
0: is the danger and the anger as well yeah and, and that's little z yeah and the, the refusal to change yourself, or to, to sort of see yourself as yeah. something you need to change.
2: I guess we talked a bit about misogyny in our in our in our in our very long one hundred episode. The the the, the um, how 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 it's more um, how it's directed at women, but it's about men. Yeah, that how misogyny is. How, yeah. like,
0: misogyny is like self perpetuating. Yeah. Like, women are victims of it, obviously, but men. But the is kind of like from- because if you
1: have no power, you automatically have to find. You know, someone
3: to feel better than, and
1: Mm. we're in a world of violence. Like men, just kind of win because (laughs) you're just stronger. The best will in the world, Mm. you are just stronger. Whereas, uh, I I think, I think it's kind of good on that. It's it's horrible, but it's true, and I think it says an awful lot,
0: particularly in the film that is, in some ways, about it. So, as we discussed, like trying to assert what limited power you have, whereas he wants very much
1: about power, yeah. yeah.
0: Whereas he wants to be boss of the slum, but can't imagine anything outside of it. Because... Like he's impotent, really. Yeah, um, and completely useless. And the fact that yeah, as it's pointed out, like it's it's doing stuff like getting rid of the getting rid of the dealer with the cops. You know, he he has no concept that there are things that exist that are more powerful than he is. Yeah, and he refuses to acknowledge them or things that exist outside himself. And it is, and like he a... wants to be
1: in the paper. Like yeah. I mean, look, there's no pictures of me. Why is he always in the paper? Yeah. Why are the no... And you know, he wants to be famous, he wants to be seen, he wants to be recognized. Which, well, is that's about power, too. He should
2: be glad that he's not in the newspapers, that he hasn't been caused. Yeah, like, yeah. and then and, like, he poses for all these posed. pictures
1: and he's delighted, and it is just, it shows you how undeveloped it is, how childlike it is. Mm. Oh, yeah. You know? And how
0: much of yeah, that idea of masculinity is tied to performance and being performative about it and being like projecting an image of, of what you deem to be masculine. And, like, it, it's made very clear that like Z doesn't want to have sex until it's suggested as something as a marker of success or it's suggested mm. something that Benny has that he doesn't have. And then all of a sudden he's fixated upon it. And it's quite literally the first woman that he happens to find. The woman that he, has, he finds at the table and asks her, you. Yeah, that's it. It doesn't matter who you are. You just happen to be nearby. And then he can't like... have her. Yeah. So, all oh, the... right. Well, I'm bloody yeah. having that. Yeah. And there, there's a lot in there about that. And I think that like it it's is... her
1: fault he can't have it, and he must take revenge. You mm-hmm. know, and it's all that yeah. weird toxic crap.
2: Yeah. And his hatred of uh, himself that he's just kind of uh, placing. On, on, on another person well,
0: it's made very clear in the, way, in the way that it's shot like the way that sequence is shot where they're over his shoulder the group of women at the table and the, the focus is on his face as he's been rejected by Benny and you can see that he's not processing that rejection he's not understanding that rejection he's not understanding how Benny could walk away from him because it's all about him yeah. because he's the one who matters and if Benny deems having a woman to be a measure of success well then that is what I must have because that is how you measure success I think that's one of the arguments about, like, there are lots of arguments about incels, but one of the things is that, like, they don't necessarily, they they don't want girlfriends or romantic partners. They want status symbols.
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's okay. They don't see women as people. People, Yeah.
0: They see them as attachments or objects. I think a lot
2: of people um, uh, want um, uh, partners as kind of uh, status symbols. The society sets them up as so. Like but a, I think
1: they maybe want yeah, there's that element that they do also at
2: the same time as a romantic thing. And jobs. I also
0: think the parents want their kids to be happy. And I think that there's a perception that being No, but in ter- in terms okay.
2: of like status. Okay. I like know, the, well, like uh, happiness isn't a um uh, like uh, status symbol be, 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 because like it's just the appearance of it is. Yeah. I'm talking about status conscious people. I think it sort
1: of gets mixed up, you know, because I mean, I don't do the film, but that thing of, of, you know, when people talk about relationships or someone, you know, is in a relationship, they go, I hope this one works out as in, I hope they end up getting married. It's an interesting notion that relationships that don't end in marriage. Are seen as yeah failures. Mm. Who says they failed? failed. Like I mean, didn't they work perfectly well for the time that they lasted? You know, it's an interesting concept. As well as they could forever is the status symbol. Yeah, is it? Yeah, you know, getting someone to swear
0: forever.
2: Well, yeah, because it 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 proves definitively that that you're a worthy person. Yeah, (laughs) like this person. If if you're being cynical, applying that measure, committed to
0: spend the rest of their lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I'm I'm, I'm, like having having a girlfriend shows that you're like good enough to have a a girlfriend, and and having a wife means you're even better (laughs) as a person. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, I,
0: I'm I'm less cynical in, in that respect, and that I think that like having it, people
2: will put like their partners in their profile photos. It's like is is that is that you that um, is in fascinating. the photo? or or is is that you and like uh, kind of like Well, that's a cynical way to look at it, but it's kind of like a a a, a status. Judge a me relative to
0: this. They're the gold watch or the gold chain as on um, the blackie wears, yeah. for example. Your partner as a status symbol. I, I don't mean, know. They're, they're
2: like, I don't know. They, 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 that that might be as influential. None of this is in, of this is in, this is in the cells to be clear. I did <laughs> yeah. try and bring it back with reference to Black Chains. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and all. <laughs> uh,
0: but no, I think I think it's an interesting discussion. I'm perhaps marginally less in cynical in that. But like, yeah. like in, in the terms of Little Zay, like
2: like in the speaking of him kind of like wanting yeah. that, to to have this for status, I don't think it's just in yeah. think of their like uh partners as kind of like a means to kind of having well the issue the status. issue
0: is the issue is that they don't think of their partners because they don't have their partners But they see having a partner as a sole yeah measure like i mean i think that you can have people who are status obsessed who are content with having money or content with having corporate success i think the the issue with incels is that they see other people exclusively as a measure of their worth In, well i think
1: that they see the the lack or the, yes, lack, that, the absence of that that the absence yeah. is, is, is is about the other person yeah. so whereas if, if I'm single and I feel like it's a failure but I blame myself mm, it yeah. doesn't there's different between me thinking yeah. all
0: men must be evil because I'm single yeah, you know? yeah. the world yeah. is a conspiracy against me the right. world is turned against me it doesn't understand me as a person that sort of stuff like it's not men me you need to done change. This I, yeah, to I don't, me, I don't. need I to I am myself.
1: single because men are awful. Yeah. As I, opposed to, I'm single because yeah. no one wants me.
0: Yeah. I, I'm single because they don't understand true worth, which I represent because I'm awesome. Um. But there's so I have much really of nice that. Basement.
1: Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in my parents'
3: house. Cul-
2: culture is rife with with, oh, yeah. with 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 those sort of attitudes. Oh, it is. Um, people always complain about kind of how um, such and such a like um, how the the like the single scene is terrible, and you never meet anyone not nice is uh, or 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 like etc uh, etc. Cetera, et cetera. But uh, like like the 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 that kind of like sense in 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 which it's kind of.
0: But I think there's also, like, there's a difference between that and the attitude of the the incel community, where the incel community has metastasized that and turned that into a single-handed philosophy. It's one thing to sit at a bar and say, the single scene doesn't really work for me because I don't feel a connection in this sort of environment that we're in right now. But that's grand because I have friends, I have a job, I have something I find fulfilling. Whereas for an incel, it's like... This single you know. scene doesn't work for me and that's everybody else's fault and it's the only <coughs> thing that I can about. And everyone
1: on agrees. Yes. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, or, or Reddit or Incel Thoughts or, or et cetera. Yeah. But anyway, I think that's sort of... Sorry. Yeah, I think we may have digressed. slightly, but digressions are, are sometimes the most fun and interesting parts of the podcast. Um, just in terms of this, so I think we're going to wrap it up, but before we do, what we normally do is we ask uh, our guests to recommend something for our listeners. So if our listeners... Can your
1: guests just say, sorry, no. (laughs) They
3: can.
0: They can. I can't All think of right,
1: so it's to tell me that. I was
0: like <laughs> I like that. This is the 250 where the questions gradually get tougher. We start with like the yes no do you like this movie? Then to the like essay question and then finally to the personal preference question. So we might sort of we'll segue then to Andrew and we'll come back to Anya. So don't worry, you're not off the hook yet. <laughs>
2: Uh, I'd say um, listen to "Don't Stop or We'll Die." They're like a funny um, um, kind of band that use. Um, um, well, they're still 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 around. One one of one of one of their members died. In actually, have I promoted them on this before? I have may you? have. Okay. Um, but anyway, yeah, don't uh, don't stop or we'll die. You'll find them on Spotify.
0: Okay, um, this podcast will be coming out in Novemberish. Um, so around that time the Dublin Feminist Film Festival will be taking place uh, be taking place they used to take place at film base uh, but unfortunately that closed earlier this year leaving a lot of mm. uh, it, it's amazing how much of like a linchpin of the Irish film community that was because so much of uh, so many sort of organisations and groups ended really? up like having to scramble yeah. around the city so
2: many people I know who were involved in film used to like and yourself as yeah. well used just to really depend on it kind yeah. of or not just hang out there, but like... like for spaces they, they, and, and... like getting kind of like work done and yeah. getting kind of their projects kind of...
0: Yeah, it was a massive loss. And like the Dublin Feminist Film Festival would have in the past screened at Filmbase. Lucky enough, the Lighthouse uh, is putting them up this year, which is a very nice um, sort of, you know, environment for them to be screening. That'll be taking place on the weekend of the 21st and 22nd of November. Um, and there's the launch events will be taking place on the 20th of November in the Generator Host- uh, Hostel in Smithfield. So if you are listening to this it'll probably be early November so check out their website you can probably still get tickets for most of the screenings Some very very much looking forward
2: Dublin, to this Dublin uh, uh Film Festival fun. Yeah. Um... <laughs> and it's not in February. Alas. <laughs> well, uh, or in Finland. Um,
0: but um so Anya you know, have you have you thought about anything a TV show film anything I'm reading a book. Oh what are you reading? Um Sally Rooney normal Oh, this oh, one that's yes. being
1: adapted for yeah, television. Yes. She's adapting for television. And it's with short, shortlisted I think need, for a Booker
2: Prize. Me, yeah. Actually, will the Booker Prize have been announced by the It time? possibly yeah, yeah, I think <laughs> it
0: will. Yeah. So... so it's either one or it's not. <laughs> but it's definitely been nominated. We'll, we'll record a version where it's won it? yeah.
2: and we'll record a version But Are, it are it you one. enjoying
0: it? Yes. <laughs> and you'll hardly recommend
3: it? Yeah,
1: I think I think it's really well written. I think it's an interesting demographic that it deals with. Really interesting characters. I'm very... I'm really enjoying it. It's one of those things I'm looking forward to go to bed every time to read oh, it. Mm. And for a while, I haven't had a book like that. I've had books that I'm kind of gone, yeah, okay, or else <laughs> I guess been I'm good. now. I, this is worthy, but mm. yeah, it's uh, a rare thing. It's I, great um, when you have it. Yeah,
0: it? I really, really enjoy it. Like in the, anyway, yeah. And it's the story of two people, isn't it? Basically, lives intersecting over time. And I think you're the right one?
1: Yeah, and they're from Sligo. Yeah. Oh really? wow. Yeah. Making it a
0: perfect 250 recommendation oh, wow. then. Uh, then. I didn't realize you are living your own version of ordinary Maybe people. Maybe I read this Starts and about it. Starts in 2011,
1: so like it's not a big epic. Yeah. My favorite book of all time is probably um William Boyd's Any Human Heart.
2: Okay. Yeah. So if you haven't
1: read that, that's really worth to read. That and, and that was are also, probably my That too. was
2: televised, wasn't it? Yeah, it was yeah, actually.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um I what's his name was in it? Did you see the film about, the, this is all over the place, sorry, but the <laughs> film about the lads who robbed the bank, who robbed the thing. Oh, Michael the Michael Caine one, yeah. yes. Yeah. And,
0: um. Ray Winston. No one
1: Yeah, Ray Winston was in it and I've totally forgotten his name, Jim Broadbent. Oh,
0: yes. He yeah. was in
1: it and he played the older version of, in that thing because I, like Jim Broadbent in the film. King of Thieves. King of Thieves. He plays this really scary character. I can't and He's the see most that. thuggish of all of them. <laughs> and really- some people were saying, you know, oh, it's really interesting to see him cast against type. And I was like, that is so unconvincing. At one point, he throws a chair. And you'd know you'd just go, oh, put that down, Jim. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's a so. <laughs> Yeah. I you at some
2: you. point going so far uh, against type. Yeah, he was, but he was right. really good
1: in type in the the dramatization of any human art. What, yeah. what was it? It was like, whipping having
2: black. Mr uh Rogers instead of um like um sorry, did the, they the fella. Fellow, fellow who plays uh, um, Vito Corleone in The Godfather.
0: Vito Corleone is Marlon Brando, isn't he? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Just have, like, Mr. Rogers instead. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Of Marlon Brando. Uh, That would seem like um, a much
0: more pleasant conversation. You come to me on this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. will you be my neighbour? You've got tissue stuck in your cheeks. (laughs) Oh, you're right, I do. But we learned a very important lesson today about justice children. Um, But yeah, there's... um, Yeah, I I kind of, I can see that. It's like, it reminds me of, and it's kind of interesting, when Whiplash came out, a lot of people were talking about, um, what's his name, J.K. Simmons being cast against type because these were people who'd only watched him in like the Spider-Man oh movie. they hadn't so, seen Oz and that's it exactly yeah. like, like when I was when I was listening to this so as people were talking about it, and I was, remember listening to that and thinking yeah but he did play a white supremacist prison rapist for six years I feel like you know maybe this unless <laughs> he was kind of prickly and
2: in, uh, in <laughs> Spider-Man we don't see any of his home <laughs> yeah bring me
0: <laughs> pictures of Spider-Man please yeah um, <laughs> but yes, so okay, we'll finish up then. But if people want to find a bit, a bit more uh, Andrew, a bit more on you in their lives, where can they find you guys online? Um, well, uh, Twitter, I suppose. So it's Miss Ronaco. Perfect. Excellent. We'll include that in the show
2: notes. And uh, the same, <laughs> um, still like A Q U I N N I U Q A. Perfect. I mostly just
0: lurk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't <laughs> really silent. do yeah. don't. like if you follow. I just it. mostly go. Shave, <laughs> shake the head. It's like, what? what are the 250 tweeting If you
2: um, if you follow the podcast you've seen all of my tweets before I tweet them <laughs> I just retweet these yeah um,
0: but yeah you can follow me at down at you can follow the podcast at the 250 we're available on Stitcher um, on iTunes on SoundCloud and now on Spotify
2: sp- sp- which sp- sp- Spotify which is great
0: because we've spent I think a good half year complaining about how we couldn't get on Spotify less great because we only got on because they let everybody on but don't tell anybody it sounds much more exclusive if we both including
2: we're on. Alex Jones Alex Jones
0: yeah <laughs> is we've he still
2: that... banned from Spotify I think
0: he may be able to reapply now and possibly get on there oh so um, we've, we've reached
2: I, we've, yeah we've reached that Alex Jones level of on Spotify yeah that yeah. was sort
0: of our aspiration was to reach Alex Jones levels of legitimacy <laughs> and I think we finally did uh, thank you very much for your time Onya you. Uh, you. it's thank an absolute you. pleasure thank you guys we'll be back next week bye bye
3: bye <laughs>